again to the Collapsing Pocket Podcast and as the bank holiday draws to a close we're only getting started here in the pod room because we're back. The three of us together once again in the same room huddled over uh, the little recorder we've got here. My name is Rob Ward, your old mate Wardy. This right next to me in the flesh and I'm, I'm poking him and I, and I can tell that he's real. It is the Yorkshire Terrier Mr Sam Aykroyd and over the Way from me right now is the oh, Lancashire Bomber, <laughs> Mr. Simon Carroll. How are we doing, guys? We are doing good. This feels a bit weird. Really. Well, welcome home. Absolutely. Me, me Casa, Sue Casa, and all that. It's been far too long. Well, we, we decided it's 11 months, are we up to? Well, you're back, straight back into mid-season form, coming around without any beer and just helping yourself to one of the fridge. Rob at least had the courtesy to bring some just under the pretense. Well, he's an idiot, isn't he? <laughs> Accusations <laughs> straight away. Well, I knew for well he'd have that. I know he's an excellent host. So yeah. he'd oh. Furnish me with his. It's, been, a, it's been an expensive weekend. Picked up for free. Uh, and he is, <laughs> and he is a tight Yorkshireman, so you're not going to get him spending too much this weekend, are you? But no, you enjoy uh, your. Oh, sour kiss. How appropriate well, you drinking that? Yeah, thank you very much. It might not be a free one, to be fair. No, we pay for those because we need to do some testers. But uh, it's all, all good. Uh, We're all good, mate. We, we went to, uh, well, me and Sam went to watch a football game on Saturday. So. Talk to us about this then. This was West Didsbury. And Shortland FC. And Shortland FC. Oh, the powerhouses of the what division? Uh, the uh, Northwest First Division South. Okay. I think that's yeah. The, the um, South of the Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they don't have, have to slap up to. Uh, Known as West. Cumbria. Colloquially. Okay. Yeah, it's called West. Um, doing very well this season. I think that's. 17 points from seven games and all that. Uh, well up in the mix for promotion to the Premier League. As it has. Well, not the, the Premier, Premier League. League of the South of the North West. Right, North, okay, yeah, yeah from, no, if you're no, following, yeah. folks. <laughs> North and South going to the Premier League. Anyway, they were hosting the Isle of Man FC. European tie. Okay. And uh, smashed them, you know, absolutely. Well, it's kind of a bit cagey coming yeah. into the second half, but then uh, sort of change made at half time with a Number 17. Number 17, left winger. We don't know his name. Tricky winger. Okay. Don't, don't put names name. on the shirts, unfortunately. No. no. The proper, black holes, proper football. Although we were stood next to the commentators, so we couldn't listen to him. Well, they have commentators. Yeah, well, I mean, what? It's for an internet radio for... Yeah. It, it was slightly more glamorous than our podcast uh, set up, mate. <laughs> only, only slightly. <laughs> Come on, now. <laughs> that was it, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's a lovely story. Yeah, it's fun. It's just nice to coats down there. Lee Quattes. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Now, was he, good? was he still supporting that shite team in red? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we go. On and off. Such as, well, as, as per usual, as most fans of that team do. <laughs> anyway, um, we're, we're, yeah, we're yeah, in famously, good spirits. Famously flaky. We're, we're, base, we're in good spirits, aren't we? Uh, because we had a, we had our draft this weekend. Yeah, you've had a big wait weekend, haven't you? I did. Well, yeah, I've, I've, I've had pride this weekend. And it's been the first time for a long time since I've been out at that kind of you know full pelt stick. I'm no spring chicken anymore, Sam, you know? Well, I can tell that by looking at you, but it's... Um, <laughs> We we out we on the on the march on the Saturday protest. No, mar- no there's no march. Oh, what the 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 anti pride march. Anti pride pride march. Uh, as you know, I don't get involved in politics. Uh, I, I stay above those things. Um, but it was a it was a messy time all round. But uh, I I saw um, on Sunday, Sophie Ellis Baxter. Nice. Yeah. Gabrielle. 
Good form. She was still in the eye patch on? She, no, she had the fringe going this time, so she had. Uh, it, it was either the eye patch or the fringe. Yeah. I reckon yeah. there's nothing wrong yeah. with that eye underneath, you know? I reckon it's perfectly fine, it's just all one big mystique move. Just a fancy gimmick. Yeah. yeah. Not like that one who was genuinely blind in one eye. The one who's the left eye? Yeah, that's the one, yeah. yeah. From TLC? Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> Ella Henderson, Sam, this is where I start, start to get a little bit blurry. Well, when, when I was guessing who was going to be uh, headlining. Pride at work. Oh, who have we got this week? Some, they'll have someone like proper low mid mid table stuff. Ella Henderson, will it be? And the and third name that came out on list. Oh, Ella Henderson. No she, one knows. She, she apparently was on the X Factor. She wrote her own songs in the audition. That was her big uh, thing. Oh, yeah. well. Yeah. Wasn't Spraggan there as well? Spraggan was there. But that is either. Spraggan. Spraggan. Well, but the, yeah, but she's, she's a bit of a one, Spraggan, because she was allegedly uh, a few years ago um, demanding uh, an extra hotel room for her dog. <laughs> my, 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 oh my, yes! I have got inside information from well, the that is top that mark, top marks for. Uh, you got to admire the brass shit houseery, yeah. Acting like she's Mick Jagger. What she, do you want on the rider? Yeah. An extra hotel room for my canine. That's the one. Uh, but the headline of the night was Zara Larsson, Swedish superstar. The Swedish superstar who you may know from such hits as Symphony with Clean Bandit. Sorry, mate. If we, well, we'll get it, I'll put it on the uh, YouTube in a minute. Watch my flash. Should we get it on? See this about. Stick it on. You, you'll you'll, you'll recognise it. I'll, I'll keep talking. But we went to, we had our, te- I reckon, Sam, the 10th, 11th annual Oxford League draft oh, yeah. was on Saturday evening. Uh, Bab Something like that. Restaurant in the Northern Quarter. Uh, we got. Where was it, sorry? Bab. It was uh, posh kebabs, nice kebabs in Manchester's Northern Quarter. It was a, it was a good night. Uh, and Sam, as always, won the draft. Uh, I think so. I don't know who I've got now. No, but, um, but it doesn't matter. He, he always wins the draft. Never actually wins the league, but always wins the draft. I'll see who i got now. Oh, I, was, I was drafting near the bottom, wasn't I? So... Yeah, because you had a, an unusually good season last not year. Not that good, didn't win yeah. it. And uh, I think you, you might not have won uh, the draft this year. You can look at my list. You're quite happy, weren't you? You were sweet. Well, you, I saw you tweeting yours outside, which, you know, he did a whole... Did you notice this time? He did the whole... I only play it out of uh, obligation, really, but here's my team, aren't I good? Yeah, they never agreed, didn't they? Yeah, they did. you got a lot of well, I've support. Got, I've got the MVP. Okay, this um, is an eight and eight team league. This is the bit where I interrupt him with this song. Um, go on. Just... Well, you might have a job. Uh, well, keep keep uh, going. There you go. Skip the ads. We will keep sort of filling. Skip ad. BJ Hopkins and Odell Beckham Jr. Absolute superstar wide receiver call for me. Yeah. Uh, Broncos D. I don't have a kicker yet, which I need to address. Never heard this song. Ten a penny. Yeah. You will have. Carl Pitts. Future of the NFL. Right Carl Pitts. You idiot. That's a great pickup at time. You might have to. Let's get this on. Yeah. You'll recognise Oh, things. yeah. No, that's there, there, a little go. gimmicky tuny bit in the background. There you go. Anyway. Well, uh, she don't, if she even thinks about monetising this podcast for that, she can jog on. Well, I think we got away with it because we only played about like yeah. 10 seconds. So oh, you're well, oh, yeah, exactly. you're doing well. well yeah, what's it called? Sony Records tried to monetise one of our uh, YouTube things, so they had uh, the Eels on the, the outro. Did, that nice. can't be on for very long, either. They did, they did. Right, what have we got for you on this uh, edition of the Collapsing Pocket podcast? Well, we're so close to the start of the season now, aren't we? We're going to have the news, but... The highlight of this week's pod is the 6th Annual Fantasy Ward 2021. The 2nd e- Annual. You never used to do it like this. Well, <laughs> you used to do it. No, it's just you grown. Just the it's, it's grown like pride. It's grown year after year. So, well, it's shrunk. Well, <laughs> so I mean, because someone could be asked to do it week in, week out. Yeah. You used to do it all in one, 
one thing out there to start the season, get it out of the way, and then you don't have to worry about piling up a load of notes. No. At the end. No. But you made way for, you know, Acord Avenue has to come out every weekend. I did. Help. You know, we're a team here. I'm not, I'm not hogging the line like all the time. But no, here you go. It is, look at this. I've got about seven or eight pages of notes. So all you lads have to do is sit back, have a beer, and take a piss well, out of my advice. So that's uh, coming I'm a little on, bit I'm later. I'm on fridge duty, so if you ever needed a refill, just there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We're all stocked up here, folks. Um, right. Let's start with some news. Uh, let's get this out of the way so we can get on to, to, to the fun stuff uh, this week. Uh, not so fun stuff, though, um, for quite a few players going down uh, last preseason games and, and whatnot. Absolute killer this signing. When you get all the way to two weeks before the end of the season, then you, you go down and your year is done. Uh, I guess the, 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 the standout names in, in that respect, uh, Travis Etienne, the rookie out of Clemson, uh, who was going to be a big part of the Jags' offence this year, and J.K. Dobbins, side, who a lot of people feel one of the best pure runners in the NFL was expected to have a big breakout second year in Baltimore. Uh, Liz Frank, the bitch, has done for Travis Etienne and an ACL has done for J.K. Dobbins. Well, I, th- I think this answers the question who's going to have the bigger year now, Jonathan Taylor or J.K. Dobbins. I think that was a, a common Was that a common question? Poll, was it? Yeah. yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um, shame. Shame for the lad. I think, obviously... He, he was kind of in duty, sharing duty, wasn't he, last year? And much like the rest of them, came to the fore at the end of the season. So you can say the same thing for DeAndre Swift and for Jonathan Taylor. They yep. kind of took hold of the backfield by the end of the season. Did, yep. I think they're all going to have major years this year. He allowed them to get rid of uh, Mark Ingram. He went to the yep. Texans. And uh, now it's Gus the Bus, isn't it, I think? Gus the Bus, uh, be on board. Just, ju- uh, Justice Hill, great name. Oh, yeah. He, 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 almost there. He, he might be getting a, a step up and not ruling out Maybe jumping out and grabbing somebody from the uh, the free agency pool. Uh, they said they're not after. Uh, what's his face? Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. No, no, well, no one is anymore, are they? Well, he came in for a trial, didn't he, early in the season? So they put two people put two and two together and came up with six or whatever. There you go. But uh, yeah, shame for him. Shame for Travis Etienne. We all, we all thought that was a bit of a weird selection by the Jaguars. Well, anyway. it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, just yeah. to correct you, so at the start that was going to be part big part of. Uh, Jaguars this year, but he was drafted in the first round as their choice running back, wasn't he? Well, he was, he was, he was drafted Second round, wasn't it? I think. Oh, no. no, he was drafted first in the first. Round. Round. In the first. I think early, to, uh, early on. Uh, what's his name? Urban Meyer. Yeah, the ang- little angry man. Um, who was in, in charge? Meyer. I think early on he'd said, you know, we, we like James Robinson and Carlos Hyde for the first couple of downs. We like ETN's pass catching ability on third down but haven't they started to integrate him actually more into the passing game in the slot yeah well that's what they wanted to do the, the, the big rumour is and I don't know if it's true or if they admitted it or whatever or if it was him who said it but they wanted Kadarius Tony. they wanted yeah. Kadarius Tony from yeah. Florida yeah. I, I come into the next Percy Harvin of course Urban Meyer was head coach of Florida when they had Percy Harvin uh, a guy who can do it all at the backfield or line up in the wide receiver and I think they wanted Tony to do the same thing the Giants took Tony beforehand the Jaguars didn't really have a as we've seen that some teams do in the past, they don't they could they don't kind of like go with the flow. They were locked in on that guy and then they panicked and they got mm-hmm. a guy to do the same role that might not be as good. And obviously, having a, a guy who's never really played wide receiver just because he's good at catching passes and he's dynamic doesn't necessarily make you a slot receiver. But yeah, that was the idea. Yeah. At sure. the very least. So they've missed out there. But yeah, like you say, James Robinson and Carlos Hyde still a very solid backfield, isn't it, for them? The Andy stuff, any any thoughts on that? Doesn't affect you, does it? Uh, any particularly no, no. No, no, yeah, not at all. It was a shame. Like it was, uh, he was hooking up with his quarterback again, wasn't he? Yeah, 
But, uh, yeah, he, he would have been quite that. fun to watch, I think, it's ETN. Yeah, another big name that went out for the year is Carl Lawson, wasn't he? The edge rusher for the Jets, they made a big move for him in free agency. Obviously, one of the Bobby Sellers going to be one of Bobby Sellers' boys. Yeah. Um, ex- expecting massive things after a nice breakout year in the Stripes last year, and he's down for the year, which is such a shame. Uh, and joining him on the on the injured list, well, we've got T.Y. Hilton, and this is fairly hot off the press. T.Y. Hilton, who's out neck injuries, had multiple injuries. Uh, we don't know how long for, just yet, is that right? Uh, yeah, it's going to say multiple weeks at the moment, <laughs> uh, and they expect, uh, all he said is that they expect him to play some part of the season. That's well, my notes. Is, is that meant to say multiple weeks or the multiple injuries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did think that as I read it, you know, like, it's, it almost felt a bit like Ron Burgundy, he just reads whatever's on the order. <laughs> he put the you. question mark yeah. at the end of that. Is his neck injury slash multiple injuries? I'm like, really? okay, okay, but there you yeah. go, I'll go no, with bad it. Bad news continues in Indianapolis, doesn't it? That's... Yeah, obviously Wentz is down. Quentin Nelson's down. Sammy Ellinger and on the COVID list, five man. six weeks he's mm-hmm. down. COVID list is starting to pick up on that on that team. Yeah, it's not gone well. I don't it's think the off season. Bad off <laughs> season in Indianapolis. So Evan Ingram is out with a calf injury. I mean, he's been out for most surprise, of the surprise. Uh, really, hasn't he? In, in, in New York, pretty ineffective. Um, they've got uh, Carl Rudolph there. They've got Carl Rudolph there, uh, so that's all Dynamic. good. Uh, Evan Ingram, do we know how long that is? Is that another one that's uh, on the air? Uh, right yeah, yeah, another tight end who's out uh, is my boy, Big Irv, Irv Smith Jr. Um, you know it's your boy, we're just assuming he is because you've noticed him. Well, what it is, is because in, 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 in the Dynasty League I'm in with uh, with our Sam, uh, two of my lads there, Dobbins and, and Irv Smith, have gone out. I've got you in week one. You might finally win a game against me. It's been fine. There've been numerous cases. So uh, no, but Herb Smith, Junior, who was figuring to to take on a much bigger old side with with Rudolph on his way out to to New York, but he's down and it doesn't look good. The reports I was reading, yeah, it, it might, well, that one could be a long term. Is it? Oh, that's, that's a shame. One as well. Who's up then? Who's, who's next man up in there? Uh, that's in a very good is question. Is that CJ Zoma? Tyler Conklin? Have I made that name up? No, uh, I know Jack Conklin. He's a yeah. white-haired lineman. Tyler Conklin could be. Sam's going to get it up now. Sam's going to have a look for uh, us. No, that, yes, who's, oh, no, CJ Uzoma I think is back at the Bengals. Isn't he? Uzoma's at the Bengals. He was, he was I, at the Bills for a bit. And obviously it was, it was Smith and Rudolph last year. I, I couldn't tell you now who the, who Rudolph, the third. Rudolph Buffalo. Rudolph was at was in Minnesota last year, wasn't he? Before yeah. he moved on to Minnesota, uh, were we like on oh, Tyler Conklin? There we go. Brandon Dillon and rookie Zach Davidson. Well, I mean, I, I think a lot of targets going Thielen and Jefferson's way this year. I don't uh, think Minnesota's gone to shit this season. They've had issues yeah. with COVID all the way through it. Obviously, our man's in. Not happy about the whole no, thing, is he? He's, he's, never, he's never happy, though, really. No, he's not, yeah. but uh, the little things are going to annoy him. And when, like, when none of quarterbacks are all refusing to get in, yeah. uh, vaccinated and yeah. they all go down, yeah. it's going to stoke the flames, let's say. Uh, injuries are piling on. They've lost some pieces. They're still waiting on those youngsters to come through. Patrick Peterson's not the same player. He's gone in there. I don't you're not sure. I'm not hot on Minnesota. I didn't put them in the playoffs. No. I know you guys just snuck, snuck them in. I think I, well, I, I, I did it out of loyalty. Did yeah, but Chicago. I did it out of loyalty to Captain Kirk. I snuck them in. Did you? Yeah, seventh yeah. place. It's a shame. Excuse me. It's a shame because we all quite like the Vikings in general. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone who does like the Vikings uh, in general uh, is someone who's just had a four-year extension with them. Harrison Smith, four years, sixty-four million dollars. Uh, Harry the Hannibal. Sai is eating. I don't think that's his nickname. Well, I think it is. But he's one of, is it? But anyway, yeah. All right, one of the best uh, safeties in the NFL, without a doubt, which makes me even more pleased that you didn't know who he was. 
Five time Pro Bowler. <laughs> oh, is he? But what site did you read that off? Uh, well, does it matter? <laughs> a site? Uh, well, I know it was by saying but A, this contract and, uh, within the sort of headline guaranteed future Hall of Famer Harrison Smith. I've never heard of him. Well, I'll give you a little bit. It's like it's hardly a memorable name if you're only part timely interested in the NFL like you are, Sam. So fair enough. But four years, sixty-four million dollars. I think that's it's, what did you say. There's a stat about his uh, up for money. Or so this this year he will be um, earning twenty-one and a half million of that. Uh, I think after that it's supposed to like sixteen per so year. So that's a player-friendly deal. And that twenty-one and a half will be the making the highest-paid safety in NFL history. Well, fair play. There's not many better than him, if if any. Mm. At this rate, and um, he's been a mainstay at that back, hasn't he? So yeah, he has, yeah. he's outlasted a lot of people there. He started off underrated, and then you know, Xavier Rose was there. Yeah, he, he got moved on. Yeah. he lost. He lost a step. Harrison Smith never has. So fair play to him. Good lads. Uh, and it is, is a nice story. Robbie Anderson, um, two years, twenty-four million dollars. They, by the sounds of his side, they it was almost like a gentleman's agreement. They they, they picked him up last year on a team-friendly deal, deal approve it. it, and they actually have gone back to him and, and, and they paid him. To As they should have done, because uh, he only didn't get a big day when leaving the Jets because of his injury history, mm. I'd argue. He's, he's had a, he had a few legal problems in early in his career. They've all disappeared. And I'm starting to really like what these Panthers are doing. You know, they've, they've built up a roster. They've got people, well, certainly people we like anyway running the show. And um, I think that, you know, when you're trying to attract, like, big name free agents and stuff like that and you treat players that way like yeah. you know prove it deal you out, you outplayed your deal so we're going to re-up it we don't, you know, no standoff you don't have to ask for it yep. you're yep. worth more than that here's your money yeah. you know still still a short term contract to kiss any problems but a healthy boost in the payday and it's, you know other people are going to think well I would play for the Panthers McCaffrey Anderson DJ Moore Terrace Marshall Terrace Marshall if you want a bit of an yeah. ISI Terrace Marshall look very good okay. so it's, that's going to be a handy offence well, yeah, and just one of the probably the most, you know, the strongest division in, in football. Right well, now. that's the question: Is third or fourth for the Saints this year? Oh, oh! Wait, will they finish third or fourth to the Saints? So. No, will the Saints feel finish third or fourth this year? Well, I'll see if they've got a field to play on. I've got to set to the oh. latest. Uh, that's a bit of news, isn't it? Really, I mean, every single year that the NFL's about to start, it seems that something runs rough show through Louisiana and Hurricane well, no, it's, it's been, it's been yeah, a while since I mean, Louisiana's been hit. It's it hit on like sixty, is it sixteen year anniversary? It's the day apparently of Katrina. Yeah, but it's the first real big one that they've had. But yeah, there's well, it's just part of, part of the course down the southern states, I believe. Yeah, no, Carolina, you're right. The, the, Carolina quite often. Carolina, uh, Houston had a bad one, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. A, a few years back, and and, and Florida frequently. Uh, but yeah, the Saints are currently training uh, in Dallas. Right. Okay. Are they going to get get onto the last episode of Hard Knocks? <laughs> well, I don't know. I so I won't be finding out. You watched any of it? I've watched the first two episodes. Yeah. I've only been so far. Yeah, I've, I've, there's been three. I've watched, the, the third episode was the good one where they pick like a kind of rookie, not someone who's you know trying to make the yeah, squad, yeah, the and, yeah, and yeah. you're following them around. They were they were good. In the, in the second episode, they had the lad, the edge rusher. I can't remember his name now. Um, who's family from Sierra Leone? That was a real good uh, insight. Into someone trying to make the roster. Yes, it was. I can't remember the kid's no, name. No, but uh, one, my major takeaway from this is that Zeke Elliott is thick as pig shit. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know how to wrap presents. I just love you. <laughs> he basically reminds me of one of my dogs downstairs. Yeah. Is, is it an, an endearing way like um, Jack think, Grealish is? No, I think, I think Jack Grealish plays up to that stupidity. I think he 
I think he just aggravate me. And like, obviously, like he's really good at football. He doesn't seem a horrible person or anything. He just seems dumb. Like he's like, hears someone say something, he laughs and says it again. Well, he's off field shenanigans were certainly suggested that up to this point. Yeah, it's not confirmed by uh, behind the scenes yeah. mm-hmm. documentary. And as you can imagine, our, our old mate Jerry's trying to get himself into pretty much every shot of the uh, the entire show. Uh, good, good stuff. Good, good Cowboys hard knocks talk. Um, you can get it on Game Pass, can't you? So. Yeah, which I think it's pretty much free or cheap until the first week of the season. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, uh, trades cuts. Let, let, let's talk about a few of them because I think this one happened. A, a week or so back, we, we were doing a, a final inside the pocket, so we never mentioned it. Uh, Sonny Michel, New England to the LA Rams for uh, a fourth and a 2023 conditional sixth round pick. Um, Darrell Henderson, for a while, seemed to be the the, the go to, the only lead back there. Um, does Sonny Michel, does Sonny Michel coming in, is that, do you think, the Rams saying, we don't have confidence in Darrell Henderson to lead this backfield, or is it them saying we're not as confident on the options behind Darrell it's Henderson? Just an alternative. They didn't have anyone. There isn't anyone behind. Henderson. Well, 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 Jake Funk, man. Jake Funk, Xavier Jones were getting a little bit of pop. Uh, I think earlier in the yeah, you're right. season, you're right? But, they, they, um, they, they, you lose a running back like Cam Akers. You have Cam Akers and Darrell Henderson for a reason, don't you? One of them goes down. You want to have somebody else. I mean, for that, I think it's a win-win for everybody. For that. Amount that they're paying for him is peanuts, isn't it? Four from mm. six. I think they want to pay a bit less than that, but they tried to trade a conditional uh, round pick, which would have been a compensatory pick in in twenty twenty two, but they didn't even have yet. They just assumed they're going to get it because of, of uh, some of the players that have gone out of the, the window at the door on free agency, which is. Have they, got, have they got any picks in twenty twenty two? I know they. Oh, uh, late rounders. They'll have a few late rounders, Sam. Well, they got the have a first rounder, did they? No, yeah. I've had them one since nineteen ninety eight or something, haven't they? But. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense to get him in the backfield. He's been a serviceable player for the Patriots. As far as the Patriots are concerned, it's one out of, what, 18 running backs. doesn't make a difference. They yeah, could not care less what running back they're going with. No. It's also a little bit of a, do we not think, another indictment on Bill Belichick's drafting ability. 2018 first round pick, Michelle, and uh, three the years pick, later, he's... The pick before, Lamar Jackson. Oh. And, of course, if you look at it now, I mean, obviously, they might have found the guy in Matt Jones, but... I mean, Michael mm. Mark Jackson, that yeah. roster, yeah. they wouldn't have had that shit season last year, would they? Certainly not. Um, Shaq Lawson, you me- we mentioned this one, didn't we think a little bit earlier? You, you talked about uh, oh, Carl Lawson, Carl Lawson yeah, going down for New York, but they've gone out and got themselves another Lawson. Houston to the Jets for a six. I mean, that's nothing. No, I mean, Shaq Lawson's bounced around a bit, hasn't he? Where's he been? He's been Buffalo, he's been Miami, Houston. Yeah. I thought he only went to Houston this off season. To be honest, I can't. I don't mind be wrong on that, but um, well, it's just a flyer for the Jets. Yeah, he's got a bit of athleticism about him, and I think Bobby Sala will enjoy that. But uh, yeah, I think that's the big blow for the Jets. It, they could make some noise this year, but yeah, then just trying. It's another example of the team losing a piece and finding an option. You know, six round pick doesn't matter, does it? We're, we're, we're just starting on the Jets this year, Sam. Well, what do you realistically think is is, is uh, you know they're looking like? I think the best you can hope for is about six wins. To be honest, we've got um. Which is a massive improvement for them, to be fair. I, I think they've, they've done everything right, they're heading in the right direction, but they're, yeah. in, they're in a really tough spot, especially with the, those three teams above them in that division. Very much. Um, it's a hard, it's a hard uh, steep hill they've got to climb. Yeah, it is a team I'm looking forward to going to watch this it season. It absolutely is a team I'm going to look forward to watch. Um, 
what we'll do is we'll just we'll, we'll cycle back around talking about London and and, and tickets. And, no, and I mean, I've got very forgotten about. We've got to mention something there. Uh, before, before we get on to that, um, <laughs> we've got <laughs> Gardner Minshew. Now this is this is a strange one for me. Gardner Minshew traded away from the Jags to the Eagles for a six-round pick. Someone yeah. explain this one to me because I thought we were kind of all in on on Jalen Hurts. All right, from the Philly perspective, um, yeah, I mean, what have they got? They've got Joe Flacco as well. Mm. So it's not like they haven't got a serviceable backup, because I say, Joe Flacco, okay, you're not wanting to start, but no. if you're happy with Jalen Hurts and Joe Flacco as your backup, you don't need the quarterback, do you? No. I think they waved Nick Mullins after this move. So, this Gardner Minshew is as good an alternative behind Jalen Hurts as Flacco is, but you don't need that unless you've got serious doubts about your quarterback, do you? Was, so yeah, maybe the yeah. Eagles, when Nick Sirianni's... He, He's not Sirianni's boy, is he? He come in. No. He's had a look at him and think, not too sure about this. Not sure about him, maybe. No. Yeah, and Sirianni's obviously an offensive guy. Comes from the offensive side of the football. I mean, I don't. I've not really seen much of Philly in, the, in um, pre-season. I don't know how much workload Jalen's got. I don't really know anything about it. I think he's definitely the starter, but the leash might be a little shorter than we thought. I I don't know what to make of it at all. Yeah. No. Well, I, I want to say yeah. one thing. It's a strange one. Jacksonville getting rid of the established, almost Fitzpatrick cool hero. Cool hero. The only way reason they can be thinking of that is that they don't want the pressure to be put on Trevor Lawrence if he puts two games in a yeah. row in at this fab because yeah. like you want someone that quality to be able to step in if there's an injury. Yeah, but you don't want people clamouring for Minshew if Minshew mania and all yeah, that. Yeah, you don't yeah. want Lawrence's maybe yeah. confidence dented. By the fans. Now the fans, I don't even know the back of yeah, it. CJ Beathard, who was at the Niners. All oh, right, well, no one's going to start asking for him over. Absolutely. Over yeah. uh, over uh, Trevardi. So I think that's the only reason why they've done it. But it does make a bit of a mockery of the whole uh, quarterback competition in preseason, doesn't it? It's, well, it's going to look fun if uh, Lawrence goes down in the first week. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, let, yeah, so we're, we're going to. I was say we're off to Wembley then. We're not, are we? We're off to the Spurs Stadium. We're going to see the Jets and the Falcons. Yeah. And uh, the other game, of course, is the Jags and the Dolphins uh, the following week. But I'll tell you what, they, 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 they balled us off a bit side, the, the uh, NFL UK. Fans were told to get on for 9.30. Join the queue for 9.30. Tickets are on sale from 10am. And they specifically said... On, on the website, do not attempt to get on before 9.30. You're wasting your time. It's pointless. You won't be able to get in. I happen to have, like, and the tab was up, and as I was flicking through my iPad at about quarter past nine. You, you decided to ignore that. I stumbled <laughs> upon the page that was still yeah. open from the previous day, and the fucking queue was already about, uh, about 40,000 deep. Turns out that apparently some people were getting on from about nine a.m. and it it becomes very frustrating when you're being told not to attempt, even attempt to get on to, to nine thirty. Radio silence, obviously, from the NFL UK. Nothing's coming out, but a lot of frustrated fans who who felt they were following instructions and may well have missed out on tickets. Now, as it happens, we all got ours. But yeah. we had to think, we had to work, we was like, what, three or four? No, you had three people. I had, there was, yeah, I had, I had um, it was me and two other lads from um, 
were, were on yourself. You were on, weren't you, Si? Yeah, your I was on, was on. My mates was on. You had three of you like, on. Yeah, yeah. And we were yeah, working yeah. together in a, like uh, yeah. in a formation pattern. We were, just, we were, we were trying to figure our way out around it. And you got some tickets, but your mates didn't. So that put the onus on me to find some tickets. Yeah. And me and my mate managed to get some tickets in the end. And there's probably people not coming who wanted to go in our group. You know, like I've got brothers and sisters who would play whatever I wanted to go. So before I didn't even ask him because I knew it'd be a shit show this year. You know, whichever way did it, whoever got the queue, there's going to be a lot more disgruntled fans this year than there was last year, mm. and so the year before, because there's half the amount of games. There's probably more people wanting to go because they haven't been for two years, and there's a hell of a lot of season ticket holders at Wembley. They have to play K and they can't. You know, they, they've messed. They tried to make as much money as possible in the first instance, and of course, Wembley had all the games, so there were season ticket holders at Wembley. People in the London, and I don't even agree with that because I think these should be like marquee events for everyone to experience an FL and increase people's interest in it across the thing. But they're trying to find if there's enough local interest in the team to be able to have a team, a franchise in London, aren't they? So fair enough. But then when you get the Spurs things on, there's not a widespread season ticket. You either have a Wembley one or a Spurs one, or you have both. Yeah. You know, but all those people who just went for Wembley because they've been having it for so long. Now don't have any games to go. They have to go and get in the queue in yes. Spurs, and they're behind all the Spurs season ticket holders, and then anyone who wants to buy a season ticket for Spurs as well. Now, if you've got one for Wembley, you go every year, but you go to two games. You can't afford four. You're not going to get in that queue, are you? So you're already behind two lots of people, despite you've been maybe going since two thousand eight. Then there's them. Then there's the, the, the priority packages, and then there's the plebs. Then there's us. You know the guys who live outside of London. You can't afford to get like a 50 quid train every year, uh, every week to go and watch yep. four games. For four games. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, they were in a rock and a hard place, the NFL UK. It's something, it's, a lot of it's down to their own doing. Um, but a lot of it's um, mandated by the NFL because they want to know if there's enough people that will show up week in, week out for an eight-game season. Yeah, a, a team. But that's not defending how Ticketmaster had their site running. You know, I think some we saw some people get kicked off. Now we assume that's yeah. because they started before half nine. Yeah. But you were on before half nine. You didn't get kicked off, did you? I just happened to get in there before. Someone half just got nine. timed and, out. And I was in. Yeah, yeah. A friend of mine was timed out. Absolute um, mess. And I, you know, it would be nice if some of the kind of bigger figures in the media, you know, you know, Reynolds maybe rather than tweeting out banal statements with laughing face emojis, <laughs> you know, might actually use the platform to to kind of. Help out the fans because once again, Sam, it's it's the fans who are, who are, who are you know, sort of almost an afterthought on on, on, on some of these occasions. Well, some of them occasions, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not unique to the NFL, that is it? To be fair, um, yeah, it didn't really affect me because I wasn't, I was just at work. But it only affected me when I glanced at my WhatsApp messages and there's like seventy six from you boys going back and forth. Each other, what is this? <laughs> Until scrolls to the bottom, Sam, do you want a ticket? Like, yes, please. <laughs> oh, so you just wandering. You're one of those. You're one of the, the offenders, mate. So I'm one of the. Uh, yeah. I'm an absolute yeah. rotter. Well, so there's two things. <laughs> you know, there's two things we can suggest right away. First and foremost, there were still tickets available at five pm that night because they let individual seats go empty. Now, if you go ever go to like a, a comedy gig or a music gig and you're sitting, you'll know that for a fact that you can't choose two tickets that leaves one seat on its own. So, uh, unselected and that's because don't, nobody wants to go to these events on their own so if you looked at the map when you were choosing your four tickets I bet there was little dots dotted everywhere yeah, absolutely, around yeah. no one's going to yeah. buy those tickets so yeah. they're making a rod for their own back just sort that out by stopping that from happening but the most important thing is Nick said that when he, he's a Leicester fan and obviously the one game last season that got fans in was the FA Cup final yeah. and he said that when they did the FA Cup final tickets they just let everybody into a waiting room an hour before the thing and then once the ball started rolling it was completely random where you ended up in the queue how easy is that? 
Yeah. How fair is that? Yeah. They should have done that. Yeah. Nobody would have moaned. Job done. Spot on. That was it. That would have saved us a five minute spot on this podcast, wouldn't it? That you don't care about because you've got a ticket. Well, I'll tell you right now, mate, you don't have a ticket unless you come up with the money. I'm not going to We'll work on that. I'll get paid tomorrow. We'll work on that. We'll work on that, yeah. I think we'll. Before you go off on your little fantasy walk. Go off. Beers around. Beers? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, you've got going there. Yeah. But you said the season, we're on the eve of the season nearly. Yes. Actually, the season started, mate. I'm sure you're aware. Go on. NCAA. Ackroyd. College. Good man, yes. Underway. Are we having are we having an impromptu stroll down Ackroyd Avenue? Well, it's not even that. It's just a quick bounce because there's only about five games last week. But uh, two to two of note was Illinois uh, comfortably beating uh, Nebraska, really, 30 22. Yeah, they did. Uh, which is bad news for Scott Frost, the aptly named uh, Nebraska head coach. So I presume it's called Nebraska. Yeah, Scott Frost coached before Nebraska. It was someone who did. Who, uh, <laughs> it's a, I, I knew you I can't remember who it was. But I it's thought Avenue's gone to shit, mate. <laughs> it's somewhat, uh, a team that outperformed uh, their expectations when he was there, and so it was meant to be turning around Nebraska, and it looks like he isn't doing. Really. Yeah. Well, he's so, from Nebraska. He played for Nebraska as a quarterback, yes. so he's like a homecoming. He was at UCF. UCF. Central Florida. So, yeah, the Knights of Central Florida. Uh, I didn't know that, you said it. Anyway, that happened there. And the other big game, well, big ish score, was UCLA absolutely whooping Hawaii. Uh, I don't know. I always like to just keep an eye on UCLA so they produce a few different players. Uh, your boy head coach there, huh? Chip Kelly. Chip. Ah, oh, the chips are down. So yeah, maybe their uh, their quarterback who put up what hundred thirty yards touchdown. Dorian Thompson Robinson ETR. might be a name. Okay. To keep an eye on. So, Dorian Thompson Robinson. Yeah, dual yeah, cool. threat quarterback. Um, yeah, they have run rough shot of a poor Hawaii. They play LSU next week. So okay. We'll, we'll see where UCLA are there. Illinois are the whipping boys of the Big Ten. And they've beaten Nebraska twice in the last two seasons. Scott Frost, well and truly on the hot seat, despite his surname. Yeah. The big news about that was, this was Brett Bielema's first game as head coach of Illinois. Now, he made his name as head coach of Wisconsin in the same division as and did really well. Left the conference, went to Arkansas, did shit. But uh, back in the groove, won a game first and foremost. The game was amazing. Fumble, everything you expect from a first. Yeah. A week one game. Yeah. Or week zero game, as they call it in college. Okay. Um. Uh, with young kids, so punts, yeah, snaps going over people's heads, Lovely. safeties, Great. missed extra points, not yep. to cover the spread. Anything you could think of, it happened that game was phenomenal. Are you still doing your like your soccer Saturday college football thing? No, we're not oh, doing that because I, I can't. That. Well, I mean, I'm probably just about to get away. We're watching some college football on Saturday, but leaving for eight hours and doing work on it, and then trying to watch the NFL on Sunday as well. Now I'm a nine to fiver. Well, yeah, you're pushing it. get away with that, am you're, I? You're pushing it there, aren't you? No, no. Good that you made those compromises, those sides. <laughs> well, it's, what, it's what marriage is all about, I'm told, <laughs> Sam. Well, what, are you finding out nowadays? Um, don't make too many compromises, mate. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> that, that, everyone can have a good time. You know, we just do it on my terms. That, that, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> right, anyway. Yeah, no shit. Speaking of my terms. Well, you also said speaking of having a good time. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready for the 2021 Fantasy Awards? Okay. Now, as well as your usual impatience and outpatience this year, I, I wanted to mix it up a little bit. Um, and, and I was thinking, you know, is there a little feature I can, I can throw in there? Where's my pen gone? I've got gone, animating the panel. It's gone to me, honestly. Right, here we go. Um, is this where we zone out? Do you want to chirp in? You like can chirp in 
however you want. You can ask questions, you can interject, you can challenge. First things first, that beer's horrible, so... Okay, okay, that one's coming, that's done. Um, generally speaking, I like the depth overall this year. There's a lot of people who, you know, wide receiver goes on for, for days. You know, you, you can be going down to the seventh and eighth round and picking up what... In, and I should preface this by saying... Most of what I talk about is going to be a, a standard 12-team league. Um, PPR? It's 12-team PPR. Flex? Yeah. Um, so basically, quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, somebody will play three receivers, a flex, a tight end, a kicker, a, a defence. Um, in, a, in your standard 12-team leagues, you've got wide receivers going right the way down to, to the eighth rounds, ninth rounds. You can pick up a decent second receiver. A lot of people are critical, as always, that there's no running back depth, and especially because over the last few years we've seen this move away from bell cow running backs, haven't we, in the NFL? Much more towards the, the committee approach or the, the, the tandems we've talked about in the past. I actually I, I actually don't mind the tandems so much, and we'll, we'll come on to this, but I think you can go down to about running back 19, 20, I still think that you'd happily draft any of them as as you know to be one of you know your, your two starters. So for me, I'm not as down on on the running back depth. I still think that you can get some pretty handy running backs early on. You just got to accept that that the game is moving towards slightly more shared backfields. Um, so would you? So someone came to you and said that they managed to get two pass catching, all action, three down running backs and say the. Top three rounds, like, I don't know, Alvin Kamara and Saquon Barkley. I would say they, what, they've done there. I'd say they've done great if Saquon Barkley can stay fit. Okay, just checking in. There you go, how's that? Yeah, happy with that. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, don't be, you know, some of the, you know, Javante Williams, there's a great example, you know, um, in a backfield where you look at it and you go, but there's two of them. But is there, you know? As this season goes on, there is actually we're, we're, two players called Javante Williams as well. Is there really? Well, yeah. there, you go. there is two of them. <laughs> but but don't, but don't be fooled by Melvin Gordon. I guess is what I'm saying. Trust the talent. See, you know what we've seen in in, in the preseason. We think that Javante Williams is gonna be the the, the, the better back uh, of the two. To well, you better hope. Absolutely. Um, and I, you know, honestly, if you go down, that you could you could list about 15, 20 players, and and okay, they might not be bell cows, but they will be, they'll have the majority of the touches in, in, in their backfields. Okay, enough of that. That's a sort of general overview. Let's move on to what I'm calling, Sam, Wardy's Sexy Six. Okay. Or Wardy's Hecky Hick, if you've got a speech impediment. This is six rules to instantly help your draft. Okay. Number one for me, listen to what the team are telling you. Never mind Matthew Berry. Never mind Michael Fabian. Never mind what the fantasy yeah, I mean, experts oh, are yeah. telling you. Right. Listen to me, obviously, but listen to me tell oh, you. Did you? Yeah. Did he know much about fantasy? I didn't ask him. Was he as cool as Nick Berry? Who was in Heartbeat. Um, I don't. Well, yeah. Did he have a hit? What was it? He had a hit with Heartbeat, didn't he? Was that his song? I think it was. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was in EastEnders as well. Yeah, well, it was bloody Holly originally. Every loser wins. He had with. Uh, he did. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, enough of this. Enough of this nonsense. You told me to chirp in, mate. Uh, listen to what the team are telling you. Depth charts, um, looking at targets in a game. Who's getting more touches out of the backfield? Who are they trading for? Who are they, you know, moving down depth charts? Who are they trading away? 
all of this is information that is, 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 I guess, is important to help factor in your decisions. Let me give you a, a good example. Let's say Miles Sanders. <clears throat> a lot of people go, oh, but he was really good. He's, he's good, isn't he, Miles Sanders? They've had him a couple of years now and they drafted him. What have they done in this off-season, the Eagles? They drafted Kenneth Gainwell. They brought back in Jordan Howard. Um, and they've got uh, on Johnson. They've been cut. Has been cut, okay. But, yeah, but the, but the intention, that you see what I mean, the process there. So suddenly, why should you have the confidence to go, Miles Sanders, third round, bang. I think you're going to regret that decision because I think the team are telling you, we're not all in on Miles Sanders here. You know, new coaching staff. Um, again, what's the team telling you? Nick Sirianni is coming over from Indianapolis where a lot of last season, a lot of Jonathan Taylor heads, fans were, yeah, absolutely, were frustrated because they were playing Taylor and Naheem Hines and um, I keep calling him Jonathan Wilkes, but it's not, is it? Uh, Jordan Wilkins. Yeah. What's the team telling you? I love this, Rob. Sage advice would say a couple of things. Firstly, Go on. it's a lot of effort what you're asking there. Mm. Checking depth charts, seeing what they're up to, you know, remembering everything. Oh, we aren't talking about people who. Sam who, ain't going to be doing no, that. Sam's not. Secondly, no. with that in mind, would you say like a, t- a head coach like Arthur Smith, who obviously comes from Tennessee, where you know they rode Derek Henry until he died? Would you say like drafting like Mike Davis, for instance? Yeah. In like I don't know the eleventh or twelfth round in a draft. Where are you would, going? Would, would that be good? Uh, did you do it? Yes. Okay, it's great. How's that? I am Mike Davis, but there's other situations arise where you know you can see people going. <laughs> But I really want to. I really want this guy. Why aren't you? And and you you see it all the time. You know, the sort of fantasy heads on Twitter going, "This this player is amazing. What is wrong with this coaching staff? Why won't you play him?" You say, "Oh, I'm sorry, lads. Are you on the training field with them every day?" No, you're not. So you might want this running back to get 15 touches a game. He ain't getting it. He's getting six or seven. Listen to what the team are telling you. Don't go because someone's some fantasy expert has told you this guy is amazing. If the team are not running him out there, if he's not getting the targets, listen to what the teams are telling you. So the advice here is to pick players who play. Is that the general advice? That's always always selling. Always sage advice. Listen to the teams are telling you. Hey, these these listen. If you listen to these um, fantasy experts. They, they like everybody. It's a clever way to do it. You like everybody. You don't look wrong deal the next mm. season. Figured it out, mate. Drew that. Sack them off. Drew that. Uh, okay, number two. Go great or wait. There are three tight ends who are difference makers in fantasy and have been for the last few years. Travis Kelsey, George Kittle and Darren Waller. None of them will be available by, let's say, the end of round three, start of round four. You're going to have to grab one of them in the first three rounds. Still above it. Or, you absolutely, no, you're right. Or you wait until you fill your running backs, your wide receivers, your quarterback slots, and you see who is there. Do not get drawn into drafting TJ Hawkinson or Mark Andrews or Kyle Pitts in the fourth and the fifth <laughs> rounds. Look at the receivers and the running backs and the quarterbacks that you can, you can grab there. Oh, I quite like Hawk. Yeah, no, okay, that's fair. And he's I think it, in, in PPR, I think that's fair. But even even then, he's not a massive difference maker. Whereas where you're grabbing Hawkinson, you could be grabbing a Julio Jones. You could be grabbing, yeah. you know, a, a Terry <laughs> a Terry McLaurin. You could, you know, you could be grabbing players. 
you know, it says. even even as you're getting into the fifth rounds and the sixth rounds, that's when you you know we'll come on to this now. But you can start going out and grabbing a quarterback. Just finish on the tight ends. You know, if you hold out, you know, round seven, eight, nine, ten. You know, you've got tight ends lower down. I mean, I did have Herb Smith listed, but he's obviously gone out now. But you know, you can grab yourself a, a Dallas Goddard. Yeah, or I got Logan Thomas in the fourth. Uh, Logan Thomas, great example. Great example, Logan Thomas. Who's the guy at uh, in the Rams? Who's now Higby? Higby. Someone like that. Lower. Just wait. Just just wait. And, and pick up someone like that. Jimmy G's a quarterback for the for the Niners. I don't think you want to play him at tight end. Yeah, the original Jimmy. The G. real Jimmy. Well, I'd, I'd say Cole Komet is the man in Chicago this year, but I might be wrong. Not the guy they're going to be the man, really, are they? <laughs> Either way, I think they're available later on in the rounds. That's the one, mate. That's Tim Tebow. Cut. Timmy Tebow. So well, I think, why did that make the news? Tim Tebow got cut. Tim Tebow was cut, folks. Right. Uh, let's go, go. So go great or wait on your tight end and on your quarterback. Six quarterbacks, okay? Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar, Kyler, uh, Russell, and Dak. I think those are your top six quarterbacks in fantasy. And I wouldn't argue if you wanted to grab a difference-making quarterback um, in the first six rounds. If you don't get one of them six, don't start panicking and reaching. Oh, God, i got to get a quarterback on my team now. It's, it's late round six. Well, well done for not putting Brady in that list, by the way. Well, Thank you. <laughs> What I'm saying is, you know, load up on, do, do your depth, your running backs, your wide receivers, maybe grab a tight end, round seven, eight now, and then help yourself to a a Tom Brady, a Matthew Stafford, a Ryan Tannehill, uh, a Justin Herbert. I've got Jalen Hurts still written down here. I, I don't know how people will feel about it after the, the Minshew news. I still think it's worth taking a punt, because you can always then grab a, a backup quarterback later on. Uh, so yeah, that's that's rule two. Go great or wait. Rule three, Sam. On the quarterback theme, musical statues. Great game. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea to match up a static quarterback with an unproven mobile quarterback or a mobile quarterback that has got some question marks maybe going into the season. When I say static quarterback, what do I mean? Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Ryan Tannehill, Matthew Stafford, Matthew Ryan, uh, your pocket passes. You're not going to get many points from them on the deck. They're not going to rush for, you know, 200, 300 yards a season, are they? But they're solid starters. Um, They've got surrounding talent. They'll get you a lot of yards through the air and they'll throw some touchdowns. But we know how valuable mobile quarterbacks are in the NFL and if you can't get one of the early mobile guys, like the Kyler or Lamar, then pair one of these static guys here with, say, a, a Hertz, a Tua, um, and then, you know, the rookies that quite some people look high on when they get on the field. Fields, Lance, dare I even suggest, Sam, Daniel Jones. You might get whoa, some value whoa, whoa, whoa. out of him this year. What are we saying for about Justin Pervert? I've said with Herbert, I think you can probably wait on him. I think I think once the top six go, um, Herbert, I think you can wait, really. Round um, nine in hours. Round nine in hours, which is probably round seven or eight. Um, it's a little bit early for me, that. I think you can, you can probably hold out a little bit if you want to. It makes sense now, though, doesn't it, I suppose? Mm. At least a bit, a bit unusual. It's a bit different the way it works. It's eight teams. Everyone's got a pretty good team, so you're trying to grab the best at every position, aren't you? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, okay, so that, that was what I'd say there. Musical statues, if you end up with one of those, you know, from, say, picks 7 to 12, that, that, that kind of Stafford, Rogers, Brady, Tannehill, that, that set of players, pair them with, you know, a, an unproven mobile quarterback and, 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 and as the season progresses, you might find that your Tua or your Justin Fields is getting you more points because, as we know, mobile quarterbacks are really valuable in fantasy. Uh, for Sam, not in my team, he ain't. <laughs> again, the all scoring's a bit different, isn't it? All scoring. It, it, some leagues play with uh, you get yeah, <laughs> Ryan and Stafford. Yeah. <laughs> some leagues play where your rushing quarterback gets you six points for a touchdown, mm. but only four points for the thrown touchdown. That's the, quite a common format in a lot of leagues. I wouldn't so. know that. I'll tell you that much. Right. Rule four. Don't get stuck in a committee meeting. Now, to be clear, as I said earlier, I don't mean an offence that uses... <laughs> or a parish council meeting. That's a what parish council meeting that uses, say, you know, the system we're looking at in Denver, you know, where you've got Gordon and you've got uh, Williams, but you're expecting Williams to, to take over that job. Sometimes, you know, the situation, let's say, in Baltimore, until what happened recently with the news with J.K. Dobbins, but you may see setups where there's two running backs. You can probably work out which of the two is, yeah. is going to get more carry. Uh, I'm not talking about that. Uh, rare to see the, the bell cow running backs. We mentioned this earlier. Um, so I'm saying to avoid backfield committees with more than two options, and that those options are unclear at best. I've picked out four teams here, lads. See what you think. Yeah. The 49ers. If you think you can read Kyle Shanahan's mind, you're not a genius, you're a fool. David Moyes is the biggest fool in Manchester, you'll be the biggest fool in fantasy. You've got Colonel Mustard, Sermon on the Mount, you've got Wayne Gorman, Jeff Wilson, even Elijah Mitchell. They'll all get a run this year. Jermichael Hastings. I didn't draft one forty-nine because this same rule applies to the wide receivers to some extent. Yeah, I think it's very difficult to predict. Shanahanikins, we call it. Shanahanikins. There's, there's only one man you can pick from the 49ers that you guaranteed. Big judge. Um, so, yeah, j- just don't. Don't start going, oh, yeah, but Trey Sermon's great. And Trey Sermon is great. But <laughs> Kyle will. will he's, he's a hot hand coach. You know, Patriots is the obvious example as well. Patriots is a great example of that. Um, the Jets. What did I just say about the 49ers? Where did the Jets' offensive coordinator and head coach come from? And you'll say, Wardy, you know, surely I, I should get Carter. And I'll say, get Carter, decent film. One of Michael Caine's <laughs> better early movies. But yeah, Michael Caine is a bit of a... decent. Absolutely great. What film. about the remake? Not seen it, don't intend to. There you go, it's, it's decent. Michael Caine's a bit of a prick, isn't he, really? Whoa! Anyway, anyway oh, Jack... Inside information there? Yeah, working class Tory. Anyway, um, all this uh, New, New York... Anyway, you throw me off with me thinking. New York Jets... Um, yeah, you've got um, Carter, you've got uh, Coleman who's going to be starting, you've got Ty Johnson who's been getting some buzzing. Why would you do that? And you know the coaching staff has come from San Francisco. Who's the kid, the young kid from North Carolina Tar Heels they drafted that he says that Michael Carter. Yeah, he's too small to be a full down. He's a pass catcher, isn't he? A pass catcher wouldn't make him be handy. Third round, you know, third down back. Great. If you're in a deep league, Sam. Got more yards than Javante. PPR. Uh, Chapel Hill. Grab him. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think you're going to get any one of them breaking out as, as a lead back this year because their offensive coordinator was 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 working you know under Shanahan in San Francisco. The head coach is Bobby Sauer. Um, Perhaps he was desperate to change things. So as soon as he's got free of Shanahan's iron grip, 
Yeah. You know, look, just stick it all on Carter. He's absolutely great. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Could happen. Could happen. I mean, you know. There's no guarantee he's going to, you know. Everything I'm saying he's could be a lot of sexy six, mate. You didn't bring a sexy one. Mm. Not even a half decent anyway. one. <laughs> LA Rams. Sean McVay has told us previously he really likes what uh, Shanahan and the Niners do with their backfields. And look at him last year with Akers. Everyone was telling you to draft him. And he broke out in, what, week 15 or something? When he's on everyone's waiver wire. You look at it now. So this season we shouldn't, you know, I wouldn't Akers. take any other. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say we're making Akers. But look at... I'm um, you with the bias, Paul. You've got Henderson. You've got Michelle. We talked before about Xavier Jones, about Jake Funk. I, I just don't want any part of it now because I think that that Sony Michelle trade, it's a there's a massive question mark as to what's happening there now because you know Michelle, former first round running back, um, played very well against the Rams in that Super Bowl the year the Patriots beat them. It may well be that he brings him in and he says, Do you know what, I fancy Michelle, or I fancy rotating around like the what, Niners. What about if you've got a team with? A lot of their winning yards come from a quarterback. Yeah. They're going to take a lot of touches off, you know, their winning backs, especially one who's at was sort of second or third in the uh, down on the list until as recently as a you know day ago. This is a bit vague. What's going on here? Yeah, you've lost me. Go on. Come on. You've got Gus the bus in, haven't you? I noticed you picked him up immediately. Straight away, mate. Not messing around. But yeah. you're worried that you know Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson's just taking all the running yards. Off yeah, you. he'll take some. We'll take them all, will he? Well. Uh, Will he take enough for him not to be of value at fantasy? Um, I don't think he's. I don't think Edwards is a. That's a big question. When you can just have said, Gus Edwards, yes or no? Yeah. I've been. I've been around. I'd be. I'd be I, I think he's a wide receiver two. A, a running back two slash flex nice. option. I would say so. Okay. More so in non PPR than PPR because he doesn't catch a lot of passes. But yeah, I'd be. I'd happily take. Uh, just checking, so Gus Edwards. I just saw it as your waiver wire. I assume you did that across all your leagues, was it? Uh, when I could, I did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, we don't want like these, is he? Everyone says Lenny did really well in the playoffs. Oh, running backs, fuck that. Yeah, no way. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ronald Jones looked, looked pretty good in the regular season. Lenny looked good in the playoffs. But Brady wants a James White, so they go out and they sign Gio Bernard. Avoid, avoid, avoid. It's just, I don't know which of the three. Is gonna, you know, Bernard's gonna get involved so much to take away from the other two, and then the other two are gonna eat, up, you know, each other alive. In the real so world, I, I don't though, really know what's going on there. In the real world, yeah. Fun watch. Yeah. Joe Bernard back in the mix yeah, of a good team. Yeah. Sign me up. Lovely stuff. Right. Gonna crash and burn this year. Okay. My fifth rule is to follow the trends. I'm gonna break this down to two parts. Part A, three. So seven rules. Is the magic. <laughs> Part A, three, is the magic number. Sam, who sang that? Uh, Delisol. Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> Over the last... <laughs> what have you got, Sam? I've got Bob Durrow, who had the hit with it originally. Anyway, over the last two years on the Fantasy Ward, we have been bullish on two wide receivers, uh, one in 2019, one in 2020, who have risen steadily from rookie... From fr- rookie to sophomore that we predicted... I'm going to say we, I mean I, were about to become fantasy superstars and we were right. 2019, bigged up Chris Godwin. He ended up being the number one receiver in fantasy. Sure, everybody else bigged him up, yeah, carry on. 2020, did the same thing with Calvin Ridley. Oh, yeah, yeah. Calvin Ridley was picked up in the fourth round uh, ADP last year 
and he ended on be, becoming the number one fantasy wide receiver. Know what, what it was, so what we're looking for, Bama, Bama boy. yeah. What we're looking for though, there again, are some very talented Bama receivers. If, that, if that's what we're looking at, we're looking for a trend of wide receivers who were picking in, say, round four, maybe five, even. Yeah. That have got the potential to jump. Now, I'm looking at it this year, and the name that I'm coming up with is. Scary Terry McLaurin. Now, you might need to go a little early. You might need to go into the third round to grab him this year. But Terry McLaurin, who is gone a little bit under the radar pick. Yeah, absolutely. Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin is going to go from... Going some pretty big points last year. But you're not listening to what I'm saying. You're looking at a receiver... Yeah, you never do. You're looking for a receiver who you're picking up outside the top two rounds. It's all about value, that got, Sam. Absolutely. There's got the potential to be the number one receiver in fantasy. I mean, he's got that no, is what I think not, is on He's got on no offer. business being the first pick of the sixth round in our draft. Basically. There you go. He's so a great saying, example. Great well, example. Hang on, what did you whip on him then? It's all about value. Because when right. I saw Justin Jefferson drop to me down there, I thought, oh, God, the value's too good. It would either have been Jefferson or McLaurin. You're not that concerned about... No, what he's more concerned... You're not listening. What he's more concerned about is that three picks, two picks earlier, you, you clown shoes, yeah. pick Cal Pitts. Absolutely. 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 Well, you didn't. <laughs> you could easily have waited. Um, Terry McLaurin is the one for me this year who's going to vault up from being a third, fourth round pick to being uh, potentially, I think, top three Fantasy wide receiver. The other two names are actually CD. People, well, people, well, CD's only going into his second year. I'm looking at third year receivers right. who are making that jump. But you're right. I think CD Lamb's got absolutely the potential to do it. Um, there's other. You presumably think Chase Claypool looking at. So. <laughs> I like Chase Claypool. Um, there's other receivers who are um, who are in that kind of third year breakout. Nicely, but they're already going in the top two rounds. AJ Brown, DK Metcalf. So I couldn't go for them because uh, I'd be criticised, no doubt. Yes, of course. Yeah, you can't say things everybody else is going to say. Absolutely. B. If you're old enough, you're sort of good enough. Was he too old? Late breakout at receiver is a thing. Again, the trend we picked up here on the fantasy ward in 2019. It was Devonte Parker. And last year, it was Corey Davis. First round draft picks who have disappointed over the first three or four years of their career and who suddenly exploded when the situation changed. So let me guess. um, Let me just finish this bit of info (laughs) and then I'll let you. So when Adam Gase left Miami, Parker was, was happy. And when Tannehill replaced Mariota, it seemed to really wake Corey Davis up so much so he's got himself nicely played by the Jets. In 2021, Simon Carroll, the first round receiver who has so far been a bit of a disappointment, oh. but I think is going to really return some value this year. You're going to get him in about the eighth man, probably the tenth round. His name is. Oh, there's a few. I don't know if he's been a disappointment. I think DJ Moore needs to step up this year. I know he got a thousand yards, but like that. You won't yeah. get him that far down there, will you? He's going in the. Fifth round, yeah. How about Deontay Johnson? Is he going early as well? Uh, he's around the same as does DJ Moore. I'm going lower down the draft for a guy who's been a bit of a disappointment, but I think he's got the potential to really fly up and potentially be a top 24 wide receiver. Right. Wide receiver 2 value. Well, I don't know. Mike Williams of Simon's Los Angeles Chargers. You're going to get drafted in our league. There you go. New coaching staff, Justin Herbert with a full off-season behind him, and it's a contract year. For Mike Williams, he was a 
Number one, uh, first round pick in 2017. Big dude. Takes a lot of tight end reps. Yep. Uh, I think he could be the one to watch out for this year, folks. That's my very late sort of... Can I push you into picking him in our joint team? Well, like you were, we you, picked You were reluctant. I don't think I was reluctant, no. No. He likes to ask the question, Rob. I know. Just checking. I can't remember the actual draft process. Number six. Yep. The sexy six. Handcuffs are not just a kink. Now, oh, they uh, are. Don't stand handcuffs are bullshit. A little swig of beer there. Right, <laughs> compose yourself. Compose myself. It's boring. I know it is. I, went, I should explain. A, a handcuff is your star running back's backup. And I know it sounds boring to draft him, but you've got to get the number two guy on the depth chart in the double-digit rounds. You've got to get him and stick him on your bench because running backs are always injured and they're so valuable in fantasy. At least if you lose your starter, you'll have that team's starter. Yeah, you know? take it seriously. If you do take it, yeah. And look, if you, if you, you know, it all depends on how invested you are in it, you know. If you've taken Christian McCaffrey, you don't necessarily need to in our league because it's only eight teams. But if you're in a 12-team league and you take Christian McCaffrey, for God's sake, get um, Chibble Hubbard on, on, on your team, you know. Uh, if you take um, Dalvin Cook, get Alexander Madison on, on, on your roster at some point. Some of them are a little bit more expensive. What if, what if you're only drafting that first running back because he is exceptionally talented? So you Kelly at EG. Yeah. Couldn't give a... You know, it's not like he's... Well, Tony Pollard's pretty happy. It's not like he's operating behind a fantastic O-line who will just generate points everywhere. It's an okay O-line, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, if, I, if I had Zeke Elliott in a 12-team league, I'd be looking to get Tony Pollard. Um, some, but the thing is, this is the thing I want to sort of transition to saying, some of them actually have a little bit of value independently in a deeper league. Take one Barkley's back up for him really well last time. <laughs> Do, he's on my list. Hang on, let me just get to it. We've <laughs> got an agenda that. here, exactly. so I'm trying to fly through it. Um, there are some handcuffs who do have some flex appeal in a deeper league or on bike. I like that flex appeal. Is okay. that a thing that someone's already said? AJ Dillon, for sure. I think when you look at what the Packers did last year with Aaron Jones, they got Jamal Williams involved over the two years with um, uh, what's his name, the the coach of the Packers. Oh, he's young, he's got a beard. Matt the Flower. Um, you look at what they've done. They have used both running backs. No, Jones has been the, 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 the lead, but Williams has had some play. He's had some run, he's had some receptions. I think AJ Dillon, they spent a second round pick on him. You know, listen to what the team are telling you. What was the first golden rule we used? Um, so I think I think Dillon has got some flex appeal in a deeper league. Um don't want it into the ground. Have you seen the size of his legs, AJ Dillon? Massive. Massive. Here's some other running backs that I'm I'm, I'm just going to flag up. Wide or long? Um, <laughs> Both, mate. <laughs> Jamal Williams, who did what AJ Dillon did last year, and I suspect is going to uh, do Detroit it again now. in Detroit for a coach who wants to play Simon Carroll ball. Hard defence, hard men, running the ball 500 times like they did right, in the good old days where everyone worked in a mine or a factory. Double that, that is what Detroit want to do. Jamal Williams, I think, is going to get involved. And, and, and DeAndre Swift, these injury concerns are, are lingering around, aren't they? I like DeAndre. I know, I, I, I like him, but I think they're going to get Jamal Williams involved. I'm looking now for, essentially, you can take your running back, 
you can also, if you want to, have a look at some of these. Um, Damian Williams. Now, he was the true Super Bowl MVP. Where's he at now? A couple of years ago when, when the Chiefs beat my Niners. He's behind David Montgomery in Chicago. And the jury is still very much out for many people on Montgomery. Um, Darrell Williams, Damian's replacement in Kansas City. I think he's a great late-round flyer, as they call him, uh, for the Chiefs. They didn't want to throw the ball to Clyde last year. And Williams appears um, appeared to be the third down back. And he was even in at the goal line at times last year. What were we saying before about listening to what the team are telling you? Ramondre Stevenson. The Patriots got rid of Sonny Michel. This lad has absolutely destroyed the preseason. Um, he's now in place to be in behind Damian Harris. Gus Edwards. Oh, well, he had Gus Edwards written down before. Uh, J.K. Dobbins went down injured. Um, so now, obviously, that 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 doesn't count. Just because, jumping on the Patriots. Yeah. I know I drafted Damian Harris with the 15th pick. But uh, yeah, I am worried because, like you say, obviously there is Ramondre Stevenson, but it's just not that, is it? There's also James White. There's also J.J. Taylor. You know, they've got too many good players. That they will just keep doing what they've always done. So it's I, I, one of my things would be just avoid New England Patriots running backs to some extent because I don't think you've got a thousand yard running back necessarily there. I think that used to be the case. I think over the last couple of years, with I think Damian Harris first and. Um, well, Sonny Michelle did it, didn't he? he Sonny Michelle did it in 2018. Well, it's a bit random, isn't it? It's going to be hard to tell who it is. Yeah, it is. But I, I just think how well Stevenson has played. He's really good. The fact that getting shut of Sonny Michelle, you know, for a rookie, suggests to me what the team are telling you is we really like this guy. Uh, you're right. You know, so these are the players as well that you can sit at the end of your bench. And if it doesn't look shit, like it's not off. happening, yeah, you can, they're, they're the first ones out the door. But that's why, you know, you're picking them in you know the double-digit rounds. The name you were looking for behind Saquon Barkley is Devontae Booker. Now, he had a, is he still alive? He had a bit of a resurgence in Las Vegas last year. Um, he uh, he struck a jackpot a few occasions. Hey. And the Giants grabbed him in free agency. They went out and they, they picked they him up. They identified him. They identified him. And, you know, listen to, listen to what the team was telling you. We're hearing a lot of talk right now about Saquon Barkley struggling back from his injury. They're not going to throw him in straight away. They're going to ease him back in. Let's, Devontae Booker, it, it, it's worth having a shot at, isn't it? So when well, you think about of it, Bell? Well, when he gets a team, it might be interesting. <laughs> when you think of it, like you want to have about five running backs on your roster. Correct. More often than not, that will be two or three starters for their yep. team. You want to handcuff your guy, I think. And then the fifth option, whether you draft them as the fourth running back off the board before your handcuff or vice versa, is not going to be a clear starter for an NFL team. Otherwise, you ain't getting them as your fourth or fifth running back. So look for upside in those, you know, once you get, once the starters are off the board, look for upside in those running backs. You know, who maybe is in a backfield? I mean, you know, people are going to say, what a twat, he's telling us to draft David Johnson. But David Johnson is is the second passing option in, in, in Houston behind Brandon Cooks. He's going to get, I would suggest, at least 50% of the rushing attempts, majority of the goal line attempts. You know, it's, product, it's, it's, it's volume yeah. over talent. It's when volume we, over talent. When we so think, often. Houston are going to have any goal line attempts. Well, they, maybe they don't. But <laughs> Fair then, question. But then, you know, you can get David Johnson, I think, in the double-digit rounds. And that's potentially a starting... Well, I think it is the starting running back. So I know pick, people like Philip Lindsay. So pick him up in like round 12, 13, but don't, don't trade... 
DeAndre Hopkins away for him. <laughs> Basically, is what I'm saying. Basically, what I'm saying to you. Look for that upside. Look at you know once you get into those double digit rounds, your handcuffs, someone else's handcuffs, and a running back who might emerge. It's only you've got a pair of handcuffs. Well, <laughs> you can recommend them if you want. Right, ask you in patient. <laughs> okay, how are we for time? Are we okay for me to carry on? We yeah. are. Yeah, chatting away. We've got another twenty odd minutes, mate. I've got my lists of impatience and outpatience. Sam, you'd be glad to know. Now, am I putting on the casualty music here? Um, you can give me a little a, intro. Give me a little bit of casualty. Yeah. You didn't give me much room yeah. to put in the accurate, haven't you? Before uh, no, you jumped on it. No, yeah. I'm squeezing it in. Okay. okay, these are players. Now, this is not about you know. Wardy says the great. Wardy says the shit. These are players that I like or. Don't like at their current ADP. Sam, what's ADP? Average draft. Very good. Okay. So this is based no, on attention deficit piss order. That's the, yeah, I've got a bit of that as well. Um, there's no, so there's no point in me, you know, starting the impatience in the first two rounds. And I'm not going to give you, you know, draft Dalvin Cook. He's good. He's That's not, good. not helping anyone. So what I've decided to do for the impatience is I've decided to start it in round three. And remember, this is based on. ADP here is based on Fantasy Pros, the website, taken on the Thursday, the 26th of August in a PPR league. And I haven't included any names in here that I've already mentioned. Okay. I've qualified him, mate. So there you go. <laughs> Dig your way out. Sure people well, Sam's just waiting for you to say in a deeper league. And that's all he's waiting for. I've said it a couple of times now. You missed it. Impatience. Number 32 overall. The three points, pick 3.7 is CD Lamb. I think he's the most talented receiver in Dallas, and this defense did not get any better over the offseason. I think he's better than Amari Cooper. And usually we wait a little bit longer for the protege to overthrow the master. Chris Godwin over Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley over Julio Jones, back in the day Julio Jones over Roddy White. But I think that is happening in 2021. Don't be the lamb to the slaughter. Stick that Awful. CD in and have a great time. Lamb is a receiver. <laughs> if you, uh, you know, Lamb is a great receiver. If you want to start again, twelve team league. If you want to start running back, running back in the first two rounds, Lamb will be there for you in the third round. I think he's. Perfect. We've got him as on the one receiver, haven't we? In the in the podcast league, could be. Yeah, I picked him up from number forty seventh overall in our league. Beautiful, beautiful, great drafting. Money. Um, Four ten. Uh, is Cooper Cup 46 overall now you can land both Rams receivers in the fourth round but I'd let someone else take Robert Woods who solid as he is in PPR really isn't an end zone threat he struggled for touchdowns in his career with Cup you know you'll get receptions and you have the added upside of him being a big body in the end zone for Stafford to throw to uh, what are you giggling for him? I just I thought when he did a wanker gesture. I did. There Sam. you go. Oh, it's Sam. Well, you know that always makes me. Well, it looks like potty humour. I think I ignored Cooper Cup and went for OBJ, uh, and I was right to you do so. Love OBJ, don't you? Loves him some OBJ. Well, every time, every season he's fit, he gets a thousand yards. Okay. Um, anyway, what was I saying? Um, You're talking about Cooper Cup now, where he catches everything thrown at him. That's it. Yeah. He's uh, on Fred. Bang. We expect the offense to come back to life. They let Gerald Everett go in the off season. Um, shit. And they've got. So they have got Tyler Higby, but Cup is a, a you know a bigger bodied guy and you know more end zone uh, opportunities, end zone targets for for Cup there with only one tight end now on the roster. You no, know, he he you know it was only two years ago. Cup was 
at one point in the season, he was the number one receiver in all the fantasy all through the season. He did get injured. He did lose his way a little bit. I think he's finding it again, and I'd be delighted to drink out of this cup this fantasy Tell season. Tell you what, Rob, don't you think that Cooper Cup would be even more prolific in a different offence where it wasn't really yeah. predicated on like all kinds of different shapes, yeah. like the same offence on the run? Like you find him in like a, one of those offenses that really have two outside wide receivers. He's one. Yeah, of them. yeah, 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 for so sure. I don't think he's just a slot guy. I think he'd play anyway. Yeah, yeah. So if he, if he becomes that real possession receiver for a team, I think if he gets free agency, he could command a lot of money. Yeah, definitely. Uh, fifth round, five point five, fifty-two overall. Miles Gaskin, Carl Baskin, Miles Gaskin, currently going as the twenty-second running back off the board. Listen to what the team are telling you. Everyone, you this everyone was expecting the Dolphins to draft a running back. They didn't. They brought in Malcolm Brown in free agency. Who's Malcolm Brown? Sounds like a Motown one it Monday. Forget it. Salvan Ahmed is the backup. The coaching staff told you they have faith in Miles Gaskin. And in the 10 games he played last year, are you ready for this one, Stato? In the 10 games he played last year, he averaged just under 100 yards, four catches a game, and he got six touchdowns in 10. Opportunity for the touchdown count to go up in what we expect to be a more dynamic offence, Jalen Model, Will Fuller, for a guy who could be your second, maybe even your third running back, depending on how you build your team. Sign me up. I told you, hey, this is my one big question for the for the Dolphins. Yeah. Is Miles Gaskin the... the Fantasy sleep. Looks like it. Look, it looks like it for me. Any thoughts? Memories uh, carry on. Love that. You got yeah, yeah, I don't know. Sammy, who's your little sneaky pick, uh, like rounder? What? You never got one? No. Oh, that's why you're in a draft, don't you? Okay, Sam. Well, I got Robbie Anderson quite late. That's nice. Sam, you like this one? 6.3, 63 overall. Javante Williams. It's an easy one for me. I, I know I've mentioned it a few times now, but let's reiterate. I was already quite high on him before we saw him on the field. We know Melvin Gordon is injury prone and is entering the twilight of his career. Um, the Broncos traded up to grab Williams early in the second round. High five like it was going out of fashion. What are the team telling you? They're telling you they really, really like this kid. And then we saw him in the preseason. Wow. Love that Teddy is the quarterback. I think he's a, a much steadier hand than, than, than Drew Locke. He's going to get the ball in the hands of his playmakers. And every year in fantasy, every year, there is at least one, usually two, and quite often three rookie running backs who do a lot of damage. And even if you have to wait for, for, for Javante a little bit, I don't think you will. I think he's going to get the starting job a lot sooner than, 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 than people That'll think. That'll be good. done. Um, but look at what J.K. Dobbins and Jonathan Taylor did towards the end of last year. You know, By round six... You've got your two starting running backs, and Williams is just perfect. Sit on your bench and enter the fray as the season goes on. Uh, I right, joined you. We've got him in. Did we, we pick him up. On we that? got him. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, no I, I'm happy with that. I'm not yeah. disagreeing with you so far. Good stuff. Yeah, obvious, You're not gonna, obvious and that's going to continue because I've gone and thrown an Alabama wide receiver in there for you, haven't I? Julio. Round seven, staying in the Mile High City. Oh, Jerry! 74 overall. Jerry the Berry, Judy. Um, people will say, you know, oh, he was dropping the ball a lot last year, and he was, but ironing out errors such as drops is a natural part of, of a receiver's development. I'm not worried in any way. Sam will tell you how good Jerry Judy is. Arguably, the best of that sort of stable of Alabama wide receivers that emerged the last few years. Uh, well, I do want to switch. No, I think Devontae Smith's the best. Um, okay. 
Uh, but yeah, Judy did excellent. Certainly really in that conversation. Um, I love that he has Teddy for the reasons I mentioned with, with Javante Williams. Are you hot on Teddy over Drew? I think from a fantasy perspective, you know what you're getting yeah, with yeah, Teddy. He's yeah. a bit steadier. He gets the ball to the best I don't players. Think he's finish but ju- ju- maybe not. Maybe not. Out of it, yeah. I mean, I think it just means that they've decided to draft a quarterback next year. Yeah, yeah, if, absolutely. If Drew Luck can't, yeah. if Drew Luck can't beat out Teddy Bridgewater yeah. the game, he's not in. Yeah, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater's not a long term choice, is he? No, he's not. No. So I think they're no, drafting a quarterback next year. No. Job done. No, for sure. Um, but yeah, what have I got? I've got an accurate passer. You know, he doesn't go wild. He's going to let Judy make plays after the catch, uh, which I think is one of his strengths. I think he's going to be electric in his sophomore year. Judy is due on, and I'm more than happy to <laughs> judge Judy as an impatient. Oh, that's the only reason you picked him. I know, yeah. Well, all, absolutely all of his little tidbits are based on if he can make a, a funny little uh, play on words with him. <laughs> You, you might, you, there might be something in that. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. We're having fun. Well, I, I'm having fun at least. I'm, I, I tell you what, though, Sai, I wouldn't mind a cheeky. Yeah, uh, what do you want? Oh, good man. What, what, what's. Come on, Barman. What's going to compliment? Yeah. I've had a couple of Alakamba. Do you want a low ABV, eh? Or do you want a strong No, let's get pissed. Come on, what are we having? Do you um, want a stout with my dog's face on it? I would love a Captain Stout. That looks oh, great. Big yeah. boy. Fancy. Only 12%. You'll be alright with that. Fuck that. Okay, there we go. How about you, Sambo? You still good? Um, a little bit better gone than not. Yeah, what do you want, mate? Um, same again, I'll have a little AB. You don't want a forest stroll, a carrot and orange smoothie? Carrot and orange? Yeah, 12%. Intriguing, isn't it? Go on then. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'll give it a little No problem. Okay, there folks. you go. There we go. Bosh. Round 8. The... I think you're with all the shit beers. Carrot and orange. Pick eight. But, I mean, this is the sort of thing that really upsets a lot of people, isn't it? <laughs> an orange. Uh, can I have a beer? Oh, yeah, right. I've got an orange and carrot imperial smoothie. <laughs> well, apparently you can because you've got one in your hand. Well, it doesn't upset me, but I think a lot of people would um, lose their shit. Get very red in the face about stuff like that. <laughs> 96 overall. Lavisca Chenault. Now, hmm. Travis Etienne. Yeah, I think it's Chenault, isn't it? What do you think it is? Chenault, where was he read it? Well, I've taken away. <laughs> You've just fucking... read it, haven't you? No, he's just ruined my yeah, gag. It's no, it's, no, it's Chenault. It is Chenault, thank you. Travis Etienne going down for the year was a killer for the Jags, but with injury comes opportunity, and it's all about opportunity and fantasy. Chenault will pick up a lot of those slot receptions, acting as that safety blanket for first-year quarterback Trevor Lawrence, because they don't really have a tight end, do they, in Jacksonville? They've got uh, our mate... Well, not since they cut to Tim. Yeah. Um, on top of this, with no ETN, what's interesting about Chenault is he gets quite a few rush attempts, doesn't he? They like to use him out of the yeah, back. Yeah, he's got that ability. Of, bit of that ability. Um, so, you know, one less running back in there, I think that gives him, you know... It keeps those rush attempts up for him. And we've seen with Debo, Samuel and Robert Woods how valuable those extra touches, what I believe the fantasy community side call high-quality touches, uh, can be. It's spelt Chenault like Renault. It's pronounced Chenault like no other words in the English language that I can think of. But either way, give me the Jacksonville it's second year Chenault. receiver. There you go. Well, like no other English language word I can think of. No. What rhymes with Chenault? That's an actual word um, Colts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll let you have that one. <laughs> no half rhymes allowed in here, boys. Don't it's a bit of a half rhyme. It's bullshit. a bit of a half rhyme. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
Round nine. Nine, nine points. Oh, is that half right? <laughs> half the size, isn't it? This Nulls cult, yeah. Okay. Uh, 9.6. Oh, go on, I'll give Yeah, it all right, you can have it. <laughs> you can have it for the sake of getting the fuck on with this podcast. 9.6, 102 overall. Corey Davis. Sam. 102? 102 overall on AD. Daylight robbery. You know the old adage, Sam. Volume is king in fantasy. Corey Davis was brought in on. Well, you don't know that old adage, but you I don't do know. Corey Davis is either. Uh, he was brought. He was brought in on decent money to be the number one receiver for this team. Yes, we expect the Jets. Yes, we expect Elijah Moore to kick on. And if I had Elijah Moore in Dynasty, I'd be very happy. But Davis is the number one in New York. What I was saying earlier. Davis was the number 30 PPR receiver last year and you were drafting him in the double-digit rounds. That's a wide receiver three, a comfortable flex option for you and he could get over 100 targets this year on a Jets team that has lost so many defensive options and will need to throw to keep up with the opposition. Davis is starting to rise in the ADP because he's looked awesome in pre-season. He'll curry favour for your team, that's for sure. Weak. <laughs> that's a that's half round. Ten point two. Curtis Samuel, one hundred and ten. What are we saying? Overall, wow. Tenth round value for the second receiver on a Ryan Fitzpatrick offense. Did you know, Sam? The answer is no, you didn't. But I'm going to tell you. Twenty eighth overall in PPR in twenty twenty. Practically a wide receiver too. Samuel topped a thousand yards last season for the first time in his career. And just as we said with Chenault. That included 200 rushing yards. It's a Brucey bonus to find a receiver down here in the weeds of your draft that has got that upside. He's been injured, uh, I think, over the last few weeks, which will probably knock him down even further in ADP. In round 10, you can grab him, stick him on your bench, watch him come to life when he's back on the field. He's reunited with the coach that drafted him in Carolina in Juan Rivera. I love this pick. And with the T.Y. Hilton news, I should just point out that Michael Pittman is is down here in in round 10 as well. I I just want to jump in on this. uh, Yeah, go on. Okay, Samuel thing. Injury issues also. Go on. A lot of mouths to feed in Washington. Okay. Tez, Curtis, Adam Humphreys is there. Yep. Diami Brown was drafted in the third round. He's, he's a quality football player. And, of course, Logan Thomas. Uh, tight end. I, I, that's my one yeah, caveat yeah, with, yeah. with Curtis, who I think is an absolute dynamic I thought player. it was a great uh, trade in real life. Oh, yeah, I think not. He didn't trade pick him on free agency, but, yeah. but he was well, the one, one of the players I scouted for the Scouting Academy. And watching him, I think he could be better than he possibly was yeah. in Carolina. You can just, yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of facets to his game that probably aren't truly appreciated by the uh, casual fan. Yeah. And I think he's one of those isn't he side that the coaches... You appreciate them though. Yeah, because I know a lot of them manu- The manufacturer touches for him. They want yeah. to get him he's, involved. He's and Debo. He's, yeah. you know, he's yeah. a guy who, you, who, will, who yeah. will come on the sweeps. And, stuff like that. and I think when you've got someone like that the coaches want to make touches for, go back to the very first golden rule, listen to what the team are telling you. They like that player. They want to get him involved. The Go good news on, on the uh, carrot and orange smoothie—you can't taste the carrot. Okay, well, that's good. Uh, okay, now we're really getting into it. Look at this. We're in round eleven, 121 overall, eleven point one. Marvin Jones, this guy—not a word of a lie. Marvin, little the Jaguars receivers. Marvin Jones was the 18th best receiver in PPR fantasy last year, and this is not a drill. 18th. He's got nine touchdowns in each of his last two years. 
in the 11th round. Love the guy. Incredible value down here. I've mentioned I love Chenault uh, doing a lot of the sort of shorter stuff. Marvin Jones, 12.9 yards per reception last year. He'll be going downfield for Lawrence and the Jags, who will need to throw. Um, he's like Pittman, you know, he could be the number one receiver on his team. Do you so, want, do you want yeah, a little on. bit of trivia? Go on, always want a bit of trivia. Marvin Jones might might be the first person to come to London yeah. on three different teams. Oh, nice. Bengals, when we watched them have that tie we, game against Washington. Game. Yeah, yeah. Lions, when they played the Falcons. And they had that great comeback. Yeah. And of course, Jacksonville this year. And Jacksonville this year. Lovely. I might be wrong, it might be more than what someone else has done that, but I'm pretty happy with that. That's great. Three different teams. Not that one beer is delicious. Yes, you better. Does it taste like a, a, a chai chocolate latte? It's a chai chocolate latte with alcohol. What, what, what can you not like about it's, that? It's a great My beer. recipe, that. Um, just looking at him, he's, he's a free agent in our you know, eight team. Go grab him. Go grab him. <laughs> Do a lot well, better than the people you picked. Please get a kick last, last impatient. We're down into round 12 now. Yep. 134 overall. This better be a kicker. And this is the best demonstration for me of the um, go great or wait rule that we had about tight ends. Johnny Smith, 134 overall. Bill Belichick has gotten quality production from two tight ends before. Uh, and with only Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, and an ageing James White currently slated to cast patches, catch passes in New England, <laughs> I fancy he may be doing it again with Jonu and Hunter Henry. And I'm going to back Jonu as the more explosive of the two. When he was on the field in Tennessee, he was mainly running routes. And I think Henry will be more of a blocking tight end. I fancy Jonu's will have more yards and touchdowns than Henry. And in the 12th round of your draft... This is a perfect go late tight. End. And I'm not here to bag anything. I'm just saying, were we not all a bit disappointed in Johnny Smith last year? Um, when he was on the field, he was running routes, and and in fantasy, that's what you want from your tight end. You don't want them sort of blocking and, and getting all bummed down in that. Um, better earn his money in New England. That's all I'm saying. Everyone got paid in New England I, I, this year. Well, again, and I'm thinking Super Bowl. Belichick's gone out and, and given him big money, and he says, I, I I like the talent. Come and play for me. He can, he's got he's the most talented receiver in that in that team. Receiver? Ooh. He's got I think for me, for me, he's he is more talented than Aguilar, Myers. Um I like Kendrick Bourne, you know I do, but Johnny is a playmaker. He's the best playmaker in that passing. Who's the game. kid who's who's not been doing well down there and he's needs to step up this year? And kill Harry. And kill Harry. Okay, I forget it. After a trade, didn't he? Didn't get it. Yeah, he did, he's... and then there was all the rumours oh, he's having a great uh, camp. That's just there. Uh, Patriots trying to do While it. we're down here, just in the sort of this in, uh, you know, the real arse end of the draft, um, you know, now we're in and amongst defences being drafted. Let's give a shout out to Nicole Hardman, 133 overall, and the second receiver wide receiver, third receiving option on the Chiefs offence. Yep. No Sammy Watkins, more target more target surely going to him. Philip Lindsay in a tandem with David Johnson in Houston. He's going 142nd overall. And Russell Gage, the number two wide receiver in that potent Atlanta Atlanta offence, 146 off the board. These players are practically free. Why wouldn't you well, if it wasn't for you, Rob, no one would know about Russell Gage because no one's as big a nerd as you and going to start scouring Massive depth charts. Like that's why, that's why we're gauging his opinion. Hey. <laughs> Are we not the only one who can well, do it, Rob? Right. 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 Will, will, you, will you engage with me as I go into the outpatients? Okay, I'm going to go from round one here because there's a player in the first 
and the second round that I'm nervous about. Making his own rules here. Uh, well, you need my help with, with, without patience early on. Uh, oh. 1.66th overall, Saquon Barkley. Yeah, you don't want to pick him that early. So nervous on Saquon. Even at his brilliant best, he was relying on a big break-off runner game to get fantasy numbers up. Uh, and now he's coming back from two big injuries. Is that explosiveness still there? If it isn't, I mean, there was a game against the Steelers last year in, in week one. 15 attempts, 15 rush attempts for six yards. I'm not, okay, that's extreme, but that is on the cards with Saquon behind this O-line if he cannot break off a big run. He's got to be catching, hasn't he? He's absolutely got to be catching passes. He's coming back from a bad injury. Where, um, where's the bar, where, where would you say the value is for Saquon when you pick him? I picked him with our 18th pick. I wouldn't want to have him as my first running back. No, I have not been as my first. I, I think, honestly, I know that might sound quite dramatic, um, but... Would you go Eckler over him? Yeah. Yeah, Gibson? Mm-hmm. Mixon? Okay, number two on my list of our patients. <laughs> 209 is Joe Mixon. Um, and I'm happy, <laughs> listen, I might just be wrong, and, and everyone else He's right stung us too many times, Who Joe. is saying, Joe Mixon's, Joe Mixon's, Joe Mixon. Is that what they're saying? Well, well, three down back. I've seen loads of people walking up and down Kingsway. Honestly, because I heard the fellow on the street. Yeah, uh, probably have seen that in Manchester. Too, yeah. Honestly, God, I heard it at three o'clock in the morning in the dance tent. Surprise! Someone was banging on about Joe Mixon. When have you ever seen a running back break out and 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 become a not just a fantasy star, an NFL star in his fifth year? Uh, this Derek is Henry? this is Joe Mixon's fifth year. No, I, mean, yeah. I think of Eddie Lacy. No, Hen- to be fair, no, Henry had a couple of years before he did. That that's a fair shout, but it wasn't it wasn't five years. Tannehill was probably closer than that. Yeah, no, I'm talking about running backs. Yeah. Yeah. Was it four years? Three. Yeah, you're right. I just, that's the question. And everyone's. Well, he's had 1,000 yard years. He's just, he's just free stuff, haven't he? It's just, you know. Injury for concerns. Yeah. Bengals. And Bengals where, is the biggest problem. Where you're drafting, exactly. The Bengals, the O line, um, the injury worries with him, the fact that he just wasn't very good um, the last couple of years. And he's a bit of an arsehole as well, Sam. So a bit of an arsehole. He doesn't get a lot of touches, doesn't he, surely? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean. <laughs> a lot of touches since now. He breaks the rule, though, He's he? had a lot of touches well, previously. We were saying his production over talent, weren't we? I don't yeah, know. Five minutes ago. Yeah, but he's had four years. And don't forget as well, he's got to play twice a year. He's got to play the Ravens, Browns, and Steelers run defenses. Third round, go for him. But in the second round, when you could be grabbing at this point, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, I just don't understand why you're taking Joe Mixon. Third round, 312, 36 overall. You know what I mean? (laughs) 36 overall, Josh Jacobs. Oh, do you know they're not running backs anyway? Sure. And Sam's not going to be happy with this. (laughs) Let's see on the screen here. (laughs) (laughs) listen to the team the Raiders went out and they paid Kenyon Drake for two years to come and join this backfield to be fair Rob go on the Raiders make a lot of bone every day (laughs) as opposed to one team you shouldn't listen to maybe is look Drake you know who was the lead in the backfield in Arizona last year he's been the lead in the backfield in Miami before this isn't a backup running back this isn't like the Giants grabbing Devontae Booker this is them going out and signing Decent running back who's going to come in and instantly cut into Jacob's workload. He's going to be 
uh, catching passes, and particularly in PPR, running backs who catch passes are important. So you've now got a running back in Josh Jacobs with a questionable injury history, who's now got a, a running back who's been brought in who's going to catch majority of the passes, and you don't expect the Raiders to be very good. It, it, Red flags left, right, and centre yeah. for me in, in the third round there with Josh Jacobs. Injury concerns. Injury concerns. Fourth round, 4.09, the 45th overall pick is Kyle Pitts. Now, this is not saying that I'm not like every other NFL fan who is excited to see Kyle Pitts because we all are on. We're all getting very excited to see Kyle Pitts. I'm ambivalent, we'll carry on. In, in Dynasty, take him as the number one overall if you want. Yeah. I couldn't argue with that. Yeah. But. Look at the numbers, and you're a numbers man, Sam. Look at the numbers on rookie tight ends. Rob Gronkowski, in 2010, had the best ever rookie tight end season in the history of fantasy football. He was the fifth best tight end that year. So, you need Kyle Pitts to make history, and then some, to be even considered a value pick in the fourth round when you could be getting running backs, wide receivers, hell, even go and grab Mahomes if you want. Now, Pitts may well revolutionise the Mahomes position. The fourth, Hang on. Go. Why the hell not? No, he's, he, saying, he's saying he won't so, be there. I'm saying, oh, we might not be there. No, no, might not be there. Yeah, but you have to remember, some leagues are very smart players who never draft quarterbacks till well, smart in inverted commas, who never draft quarterbacks. If you're letting players. Pat Holmes go by the fourth round, you're not a smart fantasy player. Fair you think you are, though. He may well be a wide receiver masquerading as a tight end and, and from next season maybe fantasy classifies him as a, as a wide receiver. But the numbers are against it and Sam, as a numbers man, I would love to get your thoughts on that. Uh, well, I... The best fantasy rookie tight end season was the fifth best tight end that year. Right. So for you to be getting pits in the fourth round, not you, you, the general you. He did. He's got fifth to... Round. He has got to... Break history and then, uh, you know, make history and then some. What, what uh, well, do you think? Well, history's there to be made, and uh, he's got the ability to. I think he's in a setup where he might do. Uh, well, they're going to be throwing it a lot. They're going to be throwing it a lot, yep. and he's yep. the second receiver there, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, well, you're not, you're not engaged with Gage. You're not then, engaged no. with Russell Gage. Um, you didn't well, know his name until about 15 minutes ago, did you? <laughs> part, part of that, and it's definitely. Well, Camp is going to be second receiver after uh, Ridley, isn't it? It's a really, it's an interesting one for me because you could be absolutely spot on, and I kind of hope I'm wrong because I'd love to see this guy come in and just smash it but the numbers are just looking at you and going yeah. the thing is as you know in fantasy I like to roll the dice you do because it's a rolling dice game isn't it it's just yep. roll yep. I don't well, know well it is if you can, if you insist on rolling them in the draft yeah well it's just dumb luck it's a dumb luck game uh, not to say that this isn't very not to say that this entire <laughs> podcast is because <laughs> I've got three more pages uh, okay, here so we go. I've got lots more beers, don't we, boys? Is that all right, folks? Uh, it's going to be a two-hour pod. Oh, fuck it is as well, isn't it? Oh, well. well, it's an extravaganza. Uh, fifth round. The 53rd overall pick, 505, is Kareem, oh, yeah, this is is Kareem Hunt. And I've got one question. Why are you drafting a backup running back in the middle of the fifth round? Handcuffs, isn't it? And also, have you, have you not got any morals? Come on. Absolutely. Give your head a wobble. Um, behave yourselves move on 6th round uh, 6.08 68th overall is Kenny Galladay now Galladay do, 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 do. what's your what's your beef with Galladay right, now, <laughs> oh come on 
I, there's more talent in Bloody Blue 10 than he does in the field. I don't enjoy saying this because Kenny G has been one of Wardy's fantasy favourites down the years and he has been a top 10 fantasy wide receiver in his day. But I don't like the situation in New York. He was the only show in town in Detroit but we're spoiled for choice now uh, in Broadway. And I think Galladay can get lost in the mix with a questionable quarterback on a limited offence. And the other major problem with Kenny Galladay is he leaves injured frequently. Uh, it's more than a one-off now. It's just something slightly brittle about Baby Tron. Discuss. What's this to say? I could completely agree. Can't trust him. Also, Danny Dyer's throwing to him. Not as good as Matt Stafford. So, you know, not for me. Just checking on your outpatients, uh, size sister Rosie has got two of them. Okay. So that's interesting. Oh, there you go. Well, she's also got a couple of his inpatients as well, to be fair. So. 73rd overall. This is the 701. I can't believe this guy is being drafted in the first pick of the seventh round. He Inju- may, injury concerns. He may have scored an incredible late goal for Arsenal at Anfield once upon a time to deny Liverpool the league. But Michael Thomas... As the 73rd overall pick. So, the timetable on his return is the first six weeks. It's October. It's the first part of the season. The first half of the season. We don't know. We don't know what the date is on his return. A fantasy is about avoiding as many headaches as you possibly can. By the time he arrives, the Saints, come to you, could be absolutely desperate for people to throw to and he's just going to get everything. But when's that going to be, Sam? I'm, I'm uh, well, it's currently ahead of schedule. Well, well what does that mean? You well, said what, that. What, uh, what, what does ahead of schedule mean? Well, no, no, what it means. <laughs> what does that mean in terms of when he's going to be back? Uh, and don't say ahead of schedule. Because what is the schedule? <laughs> There's no schedule. No, I think it's I think it's only the first half of the year. Well, what's the first half of the year? Well, well now you know that, Rob. That's easy. We say you set the full year and you divide it in two. Is that right? So it's before week eight or... Week eight. Know. Okay, so we're going to have to wait till week eight Maybe. to get a wide receiver that we're going to take in the seventh round. Fantasy is won in the second half of the season. Well, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very telling that the boy has not been drafted at all in our draft. Thomas has not what? been drafted at all. Uh, has he not? No. Well, what use is it if you know he comes back in week eight and you're zero and seven? Injury concerns. And what about this? Fans? Well, last time, well, last time he was fit, he was getting seventy-five. Yeah, this podcast is going two hours, Robert. Accept it, mate. What? Right. Okay. Listen to this. Everyone's uh, wide receiver darling, Marquez Callaway. All right. What if he takes off? And then Michael Thomas, who? He's your wide receiver too, you dickhead, on your own team. Right? What happens if when he comes in and he yeah, starts yeah, catching everything? Smith. Yeah, Trey Smith, Smith. <laughs> right? He comes in, he's behind them two guys also now. Also not drafted. Yeah, also, yeah of course. <laughs> no, 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 neither were any of the New Orleans Saints quarterbacks. Well, because you don't know that. I, I, I would avoid the, the eighth wonder, yeah. rather. I don't know what you're doing. Mate, I think Alvin Kamara and then get out on yep, the Saints. pretty much that. Um, um, Defence. <laughs> Top five. Had a squeeze. Had a squeeze. Twelve of the board. They'll be on the field too much, won't they? So yeah, just on the Michael Thomas thing, it you know, why would you give yourself that headache, you know, in, in the sixth or seventh round when there are so many good players who'll be available to you in week one right off the bat? And then when he gets back, I remember last season, he come back from an injury. Then he smacked someone in training and he gets banned. Yeah, dropping everything. Uh, he didn't smack someone in training. He smacked... He, he went out and he... Chelsea Gardner-Johnson? Yeah, who yeah. is? A notorious shit house. Probably asking for it. It might be a shit house, <laughs> but he smacked him. He gets himself suspended. And look, let's be honest, Sam. Come on. Something isn't right with Michael Thomas and the Saints right now. He was tweeting He's out off. something the other day or putting on something on Instagram the other day. 
He's a Cowboys receiver. He's finished in New Orleans. He's He's a loose cannon. Let someone else fire him. One more thing, Rob. Go on. Right there playing at. They're going to be chasing games. They're going to be throwing deep. One thing that Michael Thomas does not do. He don't go deep. He don't catch no balls deep, does he? He's a six-yard reception guy. There you go. Yes or no? I cannot wait for the Saints to prove you two idiots wrong with me. (laughs) (laughs) Eight rounds. We're moving on. 94th overall. Robert Tunyon. I saw this. This is a piss take. What's he doing up there in that draft board? (laughs) Now listen, he's got a great first name. (laughs) Bobby Tom. There is a world in which Tunyon's freakishly good production last year is a sign that he is the next Tony Gonzalez. And when Alan Chris was showing you photos of him on Sunday Night Football last year, buddying up with George Kittle, and he's going to be just as good as his old buddy in San Francisco, and yada, 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 yada. And there's a chance that that's all true. But he had, listen to this, he had 11 touchdowns on 59 targets. That is a 19% touchdown rate. Basically, every five balls being thrown his way resulted in a touchdown too high for a tight end well you just can't replicate that see you I think the point is I think it's unsustainably high that number it's got to come down by how much it's going to come down and he was why are you asking questions like he's got number answers for something that hasn't happened yet well you might have a guess (laughs) you know it's a prediction thing this yeah but how are you predicting he's going to Dropping half, you're predicting. Uh, yeah, dropping half is what I'm saying. You're predicting uh, Justin Jefferson's gonna carry on his. Yeah, he's a wide receiver, it's his job to. And also, a lot of his points didn't come from touchdowns. But it's, but you know, no, no sophomore slump there, for example. You don't think that's a, a thing that's possible? <laughs> I don't. Personally, I think, I think I think Justin Jefferson is. That seems as likely as. Uh, Justin Jefferson is potentially the next great wide receiver in the league. I think he is. Oh, the welcome next. aboard. Devontae Adams. Or, this time last year, I was telling yeah. you that and you were looking at me like oh, I was mad. Yeah, no. Oh, oh, and, I, and, and I'll take an L on that one. Oh, I was bigging up Oberly C. Johnson. I remember. <laughs> 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 BC, I remember, yeah. Well, yeah. I took an L. Sophomore slump's a thing. They, it absolutely may well be a thing, but it also may not be. You know, it's um, it's one of them, isn't it? Um, but Robert Sunyan, I just think, I, you know, he was 13th in catches and total yardage. He was 24th in targets amongst tight ends last year and he was the fourth best fantasy tight end. I just don't see it. I believe in regression. Tell you what isn't a half round. Tunyon, Tunyon and Bunyan. Tunyon and, and if Bunyan. he gets one of them, that's time missed. Yeah, done. Right, another one of Sam's boyfriends coming up. Are you ready for this? <laughs> How many have you got? I'm allowed to say that. I'm allowed to, I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to say that. Uh, ninth round, 98 overall, 902. Jarvis friggin' Landry. Right, now, getting into the ninth round, it is harder to call out patience because this is the part of the draft where you feel like you've got your three running backs, you've got your three wide receivers, you've probably got your quarterback, your tight end, your flex. You start to look for upside and exciting potential. Jarvis Landry is neither of those things. And if you're playing this game for four catches for 50 yards, then you're playing it wrong. The Browns are they're, they're a Simon Carroll to a tough defense, they're run first. Um, you know, the superstar wide receiver Odell demands most of the targets. That doesn't leave a lot to go around. 
And there's talk of Donovan Peoples-Jones yeah. impressing a lot of people love in him, camp. Love Higgins. Your mate Rashad Higgins emerged in the second half of last season. I can see them cutting into Landry's share of an already conservative hey, passing that's, game. That's, that's the thing. You know? Austin Hooper didn't even get a sniff. Austin Hooper didn't get a he, he, you know, Landry is a Vauxhall courser. But even in round nine, I still think we can get you a master. No Jarvis Landry. Well, hang on, hang on, right. Go on. Fuck fantasy for a second. Go on. What Landry? What he says on the fantasy yeah, podcast? Go bullshit, on. Yeah, fucking annoys me. I know it does, but it's because the one podcast Jarvis, on the side. You Jarvis Landry, what he brings to the team is very valuable in the NFL. Like, there's going to be plenty of times in each game where they need to move the change, and no one moves the change like Jarvis Landry does in real life. But in fantasy, you're right. But from fantasy, just didn't want anyone thinking we're dissing him as a with, player because he's very good. But from a fantasy perspective, in round nine, you know, four catches for fifty-three yards. You know, really, is that what you're after? Mm. No slight and Landry. I know you like him. No, no slight and Landry. No, yeah. I'm not saying this. Yeah, well, I do like him. I, I was looking at his. Uh, I was just looking at his uh, yardage totals. It, it is showing a little bit of regression. So yeah. Anyway, last one, round ten. Uh, everybody on one leg, please. It is 111. 111. Overall, what was the name of that umpire who used to do that? Dicky Bird. Uh, Shepherd. Shepherd. Shane. Nelson Aguilar. Nelson? No, it's not. It's that not. would be great, wouldn't it, if it was a Nelson? 111 overall, yeah. 10.03, Devon Singletary. Now, I think that this is a Zach Moss team. I don't think the Bills running game is very good, but I think of the two of them, Zach Moss is going to be the better one this season. That Sing- running game is going to hold them back from winning that division? No. Okay. It's not going to win it. <clears throat> it, 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 it didn't last year, did it? Singletary had his chance the past two years to make this job his own. How often do you see a running back breakout in his third year in the NFL? Derrick Henry is the exception. He's the freak. Zach Moss, for me, until he was injured in the playoff game, was staking his claim as the lead back. He was getting more run. And I still think he's going to get the majority of the carries this season. And there's not going to be a lot going to that running backfield anyway. Single Terry may well be single carry. Either way, he'll definitely be single digits. And, and you may be two if you draft him. Because look, look at this. Look at what else you can get in round 10 around single Terry. Here's what you could have won. Here's what you could have won. Tyler Higby, uh, Kurt, no. Curtis Samuel, Michael yeah. Pittman, Mike Gesicki, yeah. Michael yeah. Gallup, Irv yeah, no. Smith. Irv Smith, okay, he's down, done for the year. Mike Williams, my breakout yeah. star. Uh, Books DST, no, we've kept DSTs. You know, Marquis Hollywood Brown, Darnell Mooney, Trevor Lawrence. Listen, I'm going to Cornwall tomorrow for a little holiday. I'll tell you now, that's the closest I'll be getting to Devon in this draft season. Love it, love and it, love it, love it. With that... You're going through Devon. There uh, you Classic go. Rob. You're actually, you're actually spelt differently. And with that, I'm going to drop the mic. Well, I'm just picking up that mic about Devin Oh, go on. Yeah. Oh, there we first go. First things yeah. first. Devin yeah. Singletary will get more yards than Zach Moss this year. And I'm a, oh, Zach, no. I'm a Zach Moss true fan. Okay. I love okay. the lad. Okay. But, but we're talking... You're right. We're talking... Singletary maybe 500 yards. We're talking Zach Moss maybe 400 yards. And we're talking bloody quarterback boy Josh Allen maybe 253 Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. It's, stay yeah. away. But your point still stands. But I still yeah. think that Singletary will be the... You think he'll get more than Moss? I really? think so. Yeah, because... Really? I think, yeah, because I think he's... I mean, obviously, Zach Moss has been there as long. He's been there a year less. But I think... I don't think they're happy with either, really. But I think that he's... I yeah. think if they had to set a depth chart, I think Singletary tops it. Wow. Okay. In fact, I'd be interested to see it. Shall we have a quick look? Simon Carroll, should we have a little wardy wager on who's going to finish with more yards? Yes, mate. Would yeah. you bet an orange and uh, carrot uh, smoothie? I'll bet you an orange and carrot smoothie IPA. Yeah. Yeah. Deal. 
Okay, you heard it here. Oh, oh, we're going to shake on it. Folks, it. There we go. Our lads have got right. Singletary first. Yeah, I think so. Listen, so uh, listen. Matt Breeder third. Is he, is he, Matt Breeder, my boy. Oh, I didn't even know he was on there. Give him 100 yards. <laughs> okay, that's your 2021 Fantasy Award. I'll be wrong about some things, right about the others. I'm not in your league. I'm not drafting your team. Pick from that what you will. Ignore the rest. Sam, I know you'll be ignoring most. Uh, well, ignores the wrong words because I didn't hear it in the first the first instance. But <laughs> just going on the Buffalo Bills depth chart yeah. on quarterback, um, Jake Fromm is uh, fourth on that. Yeah, and Davis Webb. Davis Webb. Who the hell's Davis Webb? Uh, Cal Poly quarterback who's played for a couple of teams, the Giants. Uh, they had a good sniff at him, Giants. Didn't they? Some people were saying they weren't going to draft uh, Daniel Jones at one point because of uh, Davis Webb, if I remember rightly. Oh, yeah, 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 he was so in the Giants, wasn't he? How would Jake from and Davis Webb behind Mitch Trubisky? I don't understand that. Mitch Trubisky, who lit up the Bears in the preseason, lest we forget. Uh, apologies to Fyman Kev, the long suffering Bears fan and uh, listener to the Collapse in Pocket podcast. Any any fantasy thoughts? I mean, have fun this weekend, is where most drafts take place, which is why we're doing it today. Have, have some fun. Pick the team you want. You know, don't get too bogged down in how oh, I should. Yeah, I've got yeah, some advice. Yeah, don't worry about anything towards the bench. Exactly. I've got some advice. When something happens in the NFL on a week to week basis, don't let your first reaction be, this is fantasy, that is fantasy. Fantasy is a fucking game based on another game, alright? It is not the priority. The sport is the priority. Think consequences for the sport, the league, the results, all that shit first before you start thinking about fantasy. Because really, it's just a fucking game. It's a game. It's. Not just any old game, it's a game of chance. Similarly, <laughs> similarly, if fantasy is what got you into the game and is what has enhanced your experience of, of watching and enjoying the NFL, and it's through fantasy that your fandom of the NFL has grown, don't listen to Simon Carroll. That is absolutely fine and good on you. Uh, I'm not saying yeah, that yeah, at all. Yeah. Don't ever talk to me at any fan forum. Or anything like that. I don't care about your fantasy opinions, really. I barely care about Rob's alike, man. Ignore these grumpy bastards. You come and talk to your old mate, Wardy. I'm open all hours, as was... Yes, club! David Jason and Ronnie Barker. Yes, yeah. point of time. And I have heard that about you, Rob. I think I've seen it written down on somewhere. <laughs> yeah, the toilet, big ass. This, speaking of the toilet, this is degenerating into toilet humour. So that is your lot, folks, uh, for the 2021 Fantasy Awards. Um, our podcast come on Sam you've not done this for a while uh, we're sponsored by Royal Flush Designs we are. you can find on Twitter at Royal Flush because they obviously who I mean, the hell's going to get Royal Flush Designs that's going to cost big, big yep. time isn't it uh, but they have got royalflushdesigns.co.uk so fair play to them uh, but basically they do apparel we're going to call it apparel yeah apparel. we like call it apparel because apparel. that's how it's spelled and written and said but yeah, clothing Uh but with uh, custom designs, you can work out. You've got San Domingo Football Club. I've got one right now. San Domingo's Football Club was what Everton were founded as. But on the change to Everton, that's yeah. a much better name. Yeah, St. Domingo's. On Gladys San Street. St. Glad- Domingo's. Gladys Street, is it? Uh, the Gladys Street. I think it started at Anfield. Is oh. They started at Anfield and they moved to Goodison Park. Yeah. Okay, let's yeah. check it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Rolfus Designs, quality gear throughout the 
year we've decided that's their catchphrase. If I had loads of money, I'd get some of those like Nike high top shoes. Would you? And get them like NFL look big time. Yeah, and, like, you could do that. Charges powder blue, like lightning bolts on the side. So that's the sort of thing I'd do back in junior. Well, haven't you got? Haven't you got a big birthday approaching soon? That maybe we could stretch the boat out. Me and it's two Sam, years away. And we, well, you know, that's plenty so of time. Forty. Plenty of time to get saving. And how many? I mean, I, I am one of the few forty-year-old men who could probably pull off a pair of Nike high toppers. You reckon? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I, well, I mean, look how good I look. Yeah, you, 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 uh, yeah. No, you you look, you know, at least mid thirties. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, yeah. 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 So if we, so we're gonna get you some OBJ clown shoes from Wolfless Designs. Yeah, sign me up. Well, yeah. well it, would it be better or worse than your birthday present you got today? Mate? Um, it would be. It would be better to be fair, but uh, but it's an excellent birthday present all the same. We should say that yeah, Simon has very kindly given both me and Sam presents from our recent birthdays. Well, I thought. Thought mine came from, mine came from me and Sai. Yeah, that's that's true. She threw me a few spondulas. Uh, yeah, uh, I I I received the autobiography of, of Kevin Kilban, the Zinedine Kilban, the, the Zinedine Preston Island and Everton Grace, and you received. And wasn't he? I think he was at one point. No man, that. Uh, and I got a t-shirt from t-shirt. A, a t-shirt football shirt, a football jersey, you might call it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Heard it called that from Andalect. FC, no, it wasn't Andalect. You idiot. You Utrecht. You Utrecht. I thought it was Andalect. Yeah. When I first opened it, I just saw the CHT. Yeah. Um, Utrecht. It was from Secret Shirt. That's at least the full rhyme, though. Utrecht and Andalect. Yeah. Carry on. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure that it is. Anyway. <laughs> Trek <Trek-lect. laughs> I spent too long thinking about it. There'll be a lot of dead air. We'll have to consider that one. Uh, but yeah, no. It's basically a really very stylish pink football shirt. It looks good. Very happy about. Hot pink. Now we just have to hope it fits him. <laughs> uh, it's not a concern. I walk around in a tight shirt and yeah. upset the neighbours. Um, <laughs> anyway, we are sponsored by Royal Flush Designs. Who will make Slogan! Quality here throughout the year. Um, they can't do a new Trek shirt. They can, actually, they can probably do a rip-off of one. <laughs> I don't think you can call it a rip-off. The, whatever it is, you can get that. They can and, do and, rip-off shirts for you. What do you mean to pee? And much more. No, bizarrely, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I think the listeners probably just don't. Well, the point that. is, yeah. you can go on our web on their website. Yeah, type in the word the word pocket the number ten. Yeah, pocket ten at checkout. You get ten percent off whatever custom made uh, gear you choose to wear throughout the year. Absolutely, this pocket has well and truly collapsed. My name is Rob Ward. Your old mate Wardy. This is Simon Carroll. Cheers, guys. This is Sam Acroyd, and this is us for now saying ta-da. Sudden